here today not just to talk about the future of this company. We're here to talk about its destiny. We're here to talk about the end of the world. We stand on the brink of Armageddon, diseases for which we have no cure. Fundamentalist states who call for our destruction, nuclear powers over which we have no control. And even if we navigate these dangerous waters, we face other, even more inevitable threats. Global warming will melt the polarized gaps within 80 years, flooding 90% of all habitable areas on Earth. Unchecked population growth will overtake food production in less than 50 years, leading to famine and war. This is not conjecture. This is fact. One way or another, our world is coming to an end. Now the question is, will we end with it? What do you propose? I propose that we end the world, but on our terms. My name is Boss Tuna, and I remember everything, buds. Oh, that's dope. I don't have a line, but yeah, bud. Welcome to the Joel Blow Horror Show, don't you know, <laughs> bud? <laughs> I'm good, but I'm not that good. <laughs> Excellent. 
Oh, shit. Of course, I I have to go with the worst movie, uh, the worst line in this movie. So yeah, had to. <laughs> There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Welcome back, friends, to the Joe Blow Horror Show, the horror podcast that is reviewing the greatest of all the franchises, and we are <laughs> on. The, as I was jokingly calling it to all of our special guests, hey, you guys want to come on with us and review the second greatest zombie franchise ever? And everyone's like. Return of the Living Dead, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> Close, but nope. But no, welcome back to the Joe Blow Horror Show. I am your host, Boss Tuna, and I am joined by, I mean, he's the he's the bulging vein of Louisiana. He's a swamp donkey himself. He's the square hammer. He is the herbal <laughs> enchanter. He, he is boss too or jesus mary joseph <laughs> not me i'll tell you that it's tibu what's up buddy <laughs> yeah how's it going <laughs> tibu here straight out the swamp motherfucker i was gonna say it looks like you're out of the swamp and you got a bunch of uh, uh moss or or seaweed on your chest but that oh never oh wait never mind it's you just took that's, your shirt off that's my chest carpet son yeah, follow the trail to ecstasy. Speaking of ecstasy, we have Mr. Grindhouse Zombie, co-host of the nightclub, in the house with his zombie knowledge. What's up, buddy? Oh, I am all ecstasy. I'm I'm still I, I'm still laughing about the square hammer because I, I got so many things to say about that. Um, but yeah, no, uh thank you for having me. Nice to be here. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, thanks for probably having me on for a movie that doesn't completely suck ass. So, I mean, I can actually talk about this movie and kind of love it a little bit. It's not, it's not Leprechaun. It's not Survival of the Dead. So, I mean, we've got, we've got something to work with here. So, I'm kind of thinking that's. There's a lot of people that are going to disagree with you on that, but I. Well, love you know what? They're not here, so fuck them. I don't care. I. You're right. You're right. You're this right. movie. This movie gets shit on by a lot of people, and. What I don't think people get about this movie is that after the first Resident Evil, this was the cartoon comic book follow-up to the first one. And if you look at it in those terms, it is absolutely fantastic. The first one wasn't that? Holy shit. Not even a little bit. Nope. Oh, man. I watched it right because I gave it like a 9 out of 10, but I watched it wrong, I guess. And returning us for the third season... We have the man who holds the Guinness World Record for the most Godzilla tattoos on his body. <laughs> Every Godzilla movie, 5,000 times. Wow. He, he has 13 Godzilla podcasts. One of the busiest <laughs> men in podcasting. Mr. Benham, Jerry Cortez, welcome back to the show, buddy. Greetings and salutations, my friends. Uh, wonderful to be here. Um, you'll just have to bear with me, as a couple of you know, I, I've been fighting the flu all week, so, you know, my voice might not be the, uh, you know, the, the lovely dulcet tones that you're used to, but, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm getting there. So excuse my coughing if one does get through. He's a warrior. Yeah. He's battling through it, just yeah. like just like all the best of them do. So yeah. I've, I've heard that Bastuna has a serum for that. So if you go to his house and just suck on the pump, that'll be great in no time. Sandpaper finish. It works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Look how healthy all Thank of us you. are. I'm just saying. <laughs> how do you think I got this beautiful matte hair? Yeah. Puberty? Something. Two weeks ago? That's how, but whatever. 
it was the it was the pump. It was the tuna pump. Oh, it's, well, hobbits are naturally hairy, so I don't think that's a shocker for anybody. I'm a late bloomer. Oh, good point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, what brings us here? The second in the Resident Evil franchise. You guys just got earhole bukkakeed with Resident Evil featuring Jay of the Dead. Next up, we're coming at you, taking no, 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 no prisoners. And we're going to be talking about Resident Evil Apocalypse. It's the second in the, I guess we'll say the Paul W.S. Anderson Resident Evil franchise series. So I don't know about you guys, but um, unfortunately, Mr. Venom just just conquered a new variant of COVID. Um, I don't know if he spread it, but he definitely conquered it. But he's, he's our DD tonight. So we're going to take a little trip over to, I don't know, where are we going? Peter? Did you go anywhere special last time? fucking hive cuz that's right it was the hive yeah, yeah. The hive nice. it's an awesome fictional resident evil bar <laughs> i heard the red queen's bar pending tonight yeah pull the curtain back <laughs> one beer two beers three beers a shot of whiskey a margarita and a bloody Mary! All right, it's payday. Fostoon is buying. What's everyone drinking tonight? I'm having the same fucking thing I had last time. Because I'm in love with these. They're, uh, I just found them. They're new. More fancy gas station beer for Tibu. It's the Goose Island fucking tropical bear hug imperial ipa 9.9 percent tall boy i got one more because i'm not getting turnt tonight i got turnt last night i'm not getting turnt tonight let me get a little turnt you got sleepy last night i got swamp i got swamp donkey last night yes you did you got sleepy (laughs) (laughs) what about you mr grindhouse you got anything uh you you were talking about your trip to the island so i figured a little red stripe would be uh, appropriate for tonight. Very nice. Not, su- not super potent, but I, honestly, for just like an average dude's beard that you only get 11 ounces when I paid for 12, at least I feel like I did. Um, <laughs> you know what? But you got not a little bad. stuck to bottle. I, I do. I got to look. It, it's like it's like Travis if he were a beer. It's just perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's a T-boo, so, It's a T-boo bottle. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So and I'm going to let it sit long enough, it'll get a little bit furry. Just like wait, for- wait. Hold on. Let me say that right. That's a T-boo bottle, man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, and, and and much like Travis, I'm gonna stuff it up my ass later. So anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, no. You I, like I, me I, in I there, like don't it. you? Something. You like me in there, don't you? <laughs> well, I, no, but oddly enough, I sleep better. So I'm not sure what that's about. Anyway, right. um, yeah. Well, easy, easy drinking. We got, we got a little red stripe action. So Mr. Venom was telling me that he was feeling under the weather, and I was like, "Don't worry, buddy. I got you." So I, I have something extra special i've been sitting on for a minute so this is out of barntown brewing it's their snacky cakes imperial stout cicada killer wait till you read what hear what's in this thing i gotta thank god if i'm if i'm not getting old i can't even read this shit anyways it's made out of all the favorite little debbie snacks so (laughs) my god i can't my eyes are going to shit they got cosmic Uh, brownies in there cuz imperial stout with Chocolate walnut brownies, cake rolls, the Swiss cake rolls, the fudge brownies, uh, the the nutter butter, nutty buddy. I can't even read that. Uh, vanilla Christ. Christ. It's seriously, it's the smallest. I mean, I, 
I didn't think my eyes were going bad until I'm like, is this a God. is this a children's beer? Is that what that is? Is it like a like a preschool thing? I mean, it's a it's a full thirteen percent, and mm. I'm pretty sure the last time Mr. Venom was on, he had a some kind of stout. Are you a stout guy, Mr. Venom? Yeah, I love my stouts, chocolate stout specifically. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So here's a good chocolate stout right here. So cheers, boys. I'm uh, uh, super excited to have you guys on and talk about another movie. And welcome back, Mr. Venom. Let's get this rolling. Cheers. Mm-hmm. I'll um, do a shot of NyQuil. I was gonna. I was gonna ask her what what medicine, what cough medicine you sucking was, down? <laughs> yeah, because NyQuil I mean, extra strength cherry flavor. Nice. I was gonna nice. say you, you actually you you have this thing under your eyes where you look like you're halfway to zombie. So I think this should be fun. Yeah. If you, sleep if you, has been hard to come by this week, oh, he's gonna turn it. halfway during the episode, dude. It's gonna be oh. dope. We're gonna we're gonna hear him just like trouching through the fucking neighborhood, eating people and shit. <laughs> like yeah, that guy you always see on the TikTok reels where he's got like the green screen behind him and his it's just like a chest mount. Where are you going now, Venom? Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> we got our beers. We got the uh, we got the coolers packed up. We're gonna hop into the RV and we're gonna head over and we're gonna watch this this uh, this film here. So we're gonna listen to trailer real trailer. quick. We'll be right back. From the leading name in biotechnology, comes Regenerate. The breakthrough from the Umbrella Corporation. Umbrella. Umbrella. My name is Alice. I work for the Umbrella Corporation. There was an accident, and everybody died. The trouble was, they didn't stay dead. In the pursuit of human perfection, accidents will happen. There's been an incident. How bad is it? We're reopening the hive. I want to know what went on down there. Sir, there's something in here. Infection is spreading faster than anyone could have anticipated. Seal the gates. Our men are still out there. Just do it. We're expendable assets. And we've just been expended. Now, those left behind... We're gonna take you home. ...must battle an enemy that will not die. What was that? We're gonna need more ammo. Move! I'm good. But I'm not that good. They did something to me. They changed me. And one corporation... The nemesis is now fully activated. ...will do everything to bury its dark secret. You know exactly how far Umbrella will go. I used to work for them. I learned the error of my ways. Initiate launch proceedings. Apocalypse from 2004, the follow-up of the 2002 Resident Evil. This one is rated R, coming in at 94 minutes. What do we think this got on IMDb? I love this game. 
IMDb rating. Guys, take turns. 4.3. That's where I'm coming in with 5.9. Oh, boy. I'm going to go like a 5.2. I'm just going to split the gap. 6.1. I cannot believe you guys all undershot it. No shit. Wow. Okay. See, yeah. it's it's better than all of y'all think it is. So. Let's talk about the Rotten Tomatoes rating. IMDb is a user rating. Rotten Tomatoes is critics. It goes by a percentage. Carry the one. Have the decimal. Forty-three percent. Forty-three. Forty-four and a half. What the fuck? <laughs> I I'll go fifty-five. Nineteen <laughs> percent. <laughs> that sounds about right. The opposite. This shows God what critics know. I did that on purpose. That order. I was like, I'm gonna honey dick you guys with IMDb, and then I'm just gonna come in with the you know the 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 split ball punch. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I was like, I was surprised by both of them. I was like, damn. What about a budget? So just to put into context, Resident Evil, the first one, got a ninety or ninety. Jesus, a thirty-three million dollar budget. What do we think uh, the follow up got? Sequels oh. tend to get bigger budgets. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say. 45 mil. I don't know. I'm going to go 27 million. I, th- I think they, I think they saw the IP and went mm, maybe, and they cut it. I'm going to go 27. Uh, I was going to say 45. Uh, I guess I'll say 46 just so I'm not <laughs> following. God damn it. Drunk Darius is rolling over in his grave because it's 45 million. So we're going to go ahead and say <laughs> Venom and Tibu both guessed it. Very impressive. Uh, That's a Joe Blow first. That's I mean, a- sure. Yeah, sure. I'll share the crown. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, we sure. know you. We know you will. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This All night is- long. <laughs> All <laughs> night long. <laughs> yeah, baby. How much did it make? That's what I want to know. Ooh, good question. Uh, I would box- love to know how much it it's makes. Box office? Oh. Yes. Pull that up while oh. Tuna keeps going. Okay. All right. No, I, I, I'll bet you it... I'm going to say 150 million. I'm looking at it right now. It'll take me five, four, 130, 130 million. 130 box million. Yeah. I know it, it did pretty, pretty good. That's All very impressive. Actually made a shitload of money. Um, so that's, let's talk about the, I mean, obviously this was written by Paul W.S. Anderson, the greatest director Anderson. So let's no, uh, make sure no. <laughs> we had to go. No. <laughs> no. He's a good he's he is a underrated director, I would say, but I don't think he's the best Anderson. No, sir. I'm giving you shit. <laughs> I know you are. I know, but, but I want to state it. Motherfuckers know. He wrote it, but this was directed by Alexander Witt, who is actually a pretty stud uh DP and second unit director, director of photography. He's he's worked on just some of the some of my favorites. I mean, he was on what was it? Uh, Body of Lies, Speed, Twister, The Postman, which I love and is underrated. Oh yes, yeah, fucking Postman is legit. Black legit. Hot Down, Born Identity. So he's pretty talented. He and directed what, all of those movies. He was he was the second unit director or the DP. Well, that, that's dope though. God damn. Yeah. So I mean, he's got some talent, but it's funny because I will. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna tell you guys right now. I, I do, I do love this movie, but oh my god, it's gonna be so fun to nitpick at how fucking bad and stupid it is in certain aspects of it. But. Oh, there's lots of times, but like I said before, you have to look at this movie through the lens of viewing a comic book. That's oh, what you yeah. have to do, and yeah. you have to be able to take a panel out when it doesn't suit you. And if if you can do that, 
then it's actually a great movie. Oh yeah, you'll 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 I I do like it, but it's just it's it's just such a well we'll get to that point. But yeah. obviously, this is returning uh, star of Mila Jovovich as Alice. Sienna Guillory played Valentine. She was in, she's in a ton of movies. Um, I mean, horror wise, kind of she was in The Wicked Within and High Rise. Oded Fair played Carlos Oliveira, yeah. and he's probably most notable for the Mummy series. Yep, yep. Thomas Kretschmann. It's funny because I watched two movies in the last couple weeks with Thomas Kretschmann in it, and both of them are 2023s. So Infinity Pool, he was in that little small bit part, and he was also in the Last Sentinel. If you guys haven't seen that, that's kind of a I'd, I'd recommend it. It's it's a little bit different from what I thought it was, but that was a pretty cool pretty cool movie. So. He played Major Kane. Uh, he was in also like Blade Two as well. Jared Harris. It's funny because Jared Harris. I remember watching this in the theater in two thousand four when there's that fucking scene. Like you know, the joke of this movie is is where where'd that forty five million dollars of budget go? Well, forty of it went to fucking helicopters. So let's get that. <laughs> yeah. there's that, there's that there's... funny scene where the helicopters in the background, and you've got Jared Harris, who is well respected. He's a legitimate actor. But his fucking dialogue is just so god awful. You do what you have to. I'm staying here. I mean, it's fun. it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. No. That. No doubt. It's definitely bad. I mean, see, seeing him going into Chernobyl and doing things like that, and it's just yeah. Like, Chernobyl, you... the first season of of yeah. um, what was the AMC one? The Terror. I mean, that was that was awesome. He was in the Ward as well. Yeah. We have some comedic relief with Mike Epps. And it's funny because uh, my boy, oh, my motherfucking oh, boy, Black Doug, <laughs> Black Doug. Yeah, he's he's I love LJ. Him. Yeah, yeah. But... Motherfucker, please. My shit is custom. Yeah, yeah. just oh. <laughs> and Dude. then lastly, I cannot leave out. Well, almost lastly, uh, but Zach Ward is in this. So everyone's like, who the fuck is Zach Ward? No, everybody Scott, knows Scott Farkas. Scott who Farkas. Zach Ward is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's been in a lot of different <laughs> stuff, but he will always be known as Farkas from. Um, Christmas uh, story. Yeah. You're gonna cry. Yeah, huh? yeah. <laughs> but lastly, we have Jorah Mormont is is coming out of the, the deserts of 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 uh Marie. <laughs> and he's playing he's playing a role as <laughs> he's playing a role as Dr. Isaacs. No, Ian Glenn um <laughs> plays Dr. Isaacs, oh, but I just God. know him as Game of Thrones. He was he was mm-hmm. really good at that. So mm-hmm. but anyone else I mean, this actually, ironically enough, this actually had a lot of of actors that have done some pretty legitimate work, been in some good movies, and it's just funny because it's, I mean, well, yeah, it has a star-studded cast. It really does. If you if you look at all the people that are in this, I mean, there's not, there aren't too many people in the whole cast that are what you would call unknown. That they're people that you've seen somewhere else before, right? There's a lot of they, there's a lot of film credits between, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they just they happen to come together into this movie, and I mean, and and, and to and to your point, and then a little bit to Venom's point, there's there's some lines in this movie where you just go, oh my god, like I could have written, I could have written that better. Some of the delivery um, as well was just fucking awful. Well, but you work with what you have written, right? So I mean, it it I'm I'm not sure how you do, quote unquote, better with what you have written, but still, I mean, so. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna like throw my trench coat open and show you my watches and my naked hanging penis and say, 
I love the Resident Evil series. I do. I I, I love them all. I, and I'm I'm guilty. You know, I'll I'll hang for it. That's fine. It it bugs me a little bit that this one gets so much shit because most of it is actually pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's definitely spotted with some not great lines and some not great acting. I think it's definitely spotted with that. But again, I'm going to say that I think this was for a follow up. I think this was the comic book version of Resident Evil movie. And it was what? done. It was literally, well, I mean, and you storyboard a movie, right? You storyboard it, but this one was like comic book boarded. And well, that, that that's brings how me, this. That's a good segue into just a few trivia points I have because we are kind of ripping on the delivery and whatnot. Sienna Guillory, who played Jill Valentine, you know, part of that. It's, it's funny because like when I'm watching all of these, I'm watching my original like, dvds i bought when they first came out so i'm watching the old school dvd where it's got the three director or it's got the three commentaries on it it's it's got the actor commentary it's got um uh the the uh, paul ws anderson commentary but it's funny mm -hmm. because sienna guillory bought a playstation one and played the games and she modeled her and i'm trying to like understand this but she modeled her 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 character off of the character on the video games and i'm like oh that's why you're you're so wooden and have just these horseshit deliveries we talked about it last time it's funny because the voice acting gets a lot of hate from the original video games <laughs> and i'm like well maybe that's why it's so bad she was trying to travis did you see that thing i tagged you in on facebook yes it's, it's the best it's, it's the fucking best if you guys go if you have a chance just hop on youtube and, and watch some of the uh, the gameplay with the voice acting from PlayStation One, and it's it's pretty laughable. At the time when I was a kid playing it, I mean, it was it was kind of scary. So, well, no, I get you, but at the same time, though, I have never encountered a top a, a cop in a blue halter top, a short black miniskirt, and a fucking thigh rig for her pistol. If 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 she arrests me, I'll tell you what, break out that baton, bitch, because we're gonna have a good night. But mm. I so I it's just it's <laughs> not it, it's not like super. Let's call it realistic, but it's I think it goes service. back to it goes back to that comic book thing yeah. where we're just gonna like, yeah, just gonna give you some sugar. A couple other cool little uh, uh, points I have: Oded Fair, he he's he's a stud, but he was oh fuck really yeah. used to guns. He was actually in the Israeli army, which is pretty cool. But yeah. uh, and then lastly, I want to just say Mila Jovovich was disappointed by this film, and I will say that well, actually I'm not gonna say anything about it. But she was disappointed in this film. And it's funny because a lot of the criticism people have in myself is that tonally, this is completely different from the first one. And the studio kind of took over. And it, once you, once you, I, I saw this on the commentary, it made a lot of sense because the studio took over and they wanted uh, to have it a lot more action with a lot less script. And let's be honest, there's no fucking plot to this movie. There's nope. zero plot. Nope. So my question is, Mr. Venom, what overall, what is your, have you, first off, have you seen all of the Resident Evil movies? I am a hardcore Resident Evil fanatic. I've been playing the game since literally since day one in 93. Oh my I had a friend who worked at Electronics Boutique, uh, a roommate actually who worked there. And he brought home the game uh, literally the day it came out and we played it for something like 13 hours straight. And I have been loyal to that franchise. It's probably my favorite video game franchise of all time. One of them, yeah. Uh, easily. Yeah. yeah. And awesome. the movies, yes, I have absolutely seen all the movies, um, seen them all in the theaters. I am a, I am also a fan. 
And I'm and my hot take for the episode is this is my favorite Resident Evil movie. I absolutely, no, I actually adore yeah. this film. With all its terrible dialogue, it's incredibly heart. tropey. 90s action soundtrack that is almost painful at times uh this is easily my favorite one i'm a huge nemesis fan getting to see nemesis and, and not just getting to see him on screen but the fact that he's all practical you know they easily could have yeah. made this guy a cg monstrosity yep. and i probably would have hated the movie but the fact that they made him all practical that there's actually a six foot seven 320 pound actor underneath that suit it that's I, I absolutely pounds too, by the way. It was it was a giant heavy suit. I did not know that, and that that warms my heart because man, it's funny because I believe I gave did I give you uh, a choice or did I tell you to pick this one? Yes, I did give you. No, choice. No. Okay. You gave me the choice. I picked. Yes, it. yes. Okay, awesome. I I just okay. No, that's man. That works out perfect. I feel well, like I'm glad. I'm glad that you have a lot of people here loving on this movie tonight. That means I get to sit back and listen and laugh at everyone. <laughs> By all means. I mean, I, it's hard to defend this movie. I understand that. But ultimately, I know how I felt walking out of the theater after watching this. And I had an ear-to-ear shit-eating grin on my face walking out of this theater. Fuck yeah. Uh, another big reason that I love this fucking movie is that I feel like this is where the franchise understood what it wanted to be. That first movie was so confused almost. Like they didn't know if they wanted to make a zombie film, an action film, uh, you know, a buddy drama. It it just tonally, that first movie was all over the place. Mm -hmm. This one, nah, fuck all your horror. Fuck all your, you know, emotional drama bullshit. This is solidly an action movie. And from this movie on, this franchise knows what the fuck it is. And for that, I adore this film. So that is, that is awesome. I did not expect that. I did not expect that at all. I, you know, I felt like I was going to have to come into this whole series, like defending all the movies, but we're doing good so far. (laughs) Jay, Jay did (laughs) like the first one quite a bit as well too. So that answered my second question uh, as well is, is you did see this in the theater. Um, it's so funny because when I saw this, I was, I mean, 2004, I was in college. I was, I was early, early twenties. Shit. I think I was 20 years old back then. It it just hit all the, it, it was fun because I went with all my college buddies and just, this is the kind of movie that is going to be that much better when you have your college buddies. You're like, whoa, did you see that? Mm-hmm. Played off really well. What about you, Grindhouse? I know you had mentioned that you did see this in the theater. So you must have been a fan of the first one and, and just kind of got hook, line, and sinker in the whole series or what? Oh, no. Well, hell yes. I mean, the first one obviously had me because it's zombies. So I'm just going to... If they made 75 movies, I'd go see all 75, even if the even if the last one was, you know, like a claymation piece of shit, like Mad God. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> I think that... With this movie, and and I look at like the, the films that we're making now, I think this was because of the number of iterations it had. If you look at this movie and you look at its uh, both its tone and then its its actual like archetype and what it's trying to do, um, this movie actually has a lot in common with the Fast and Furious series, um, where we have recurring characters, we've got like a family build, we've got. The occasional addition of new bad guys, things like that. Um, it's it's got a lot in common, but I think I think everyone here is collectively right that this movie was different than the first one. It was definitely different than the first one. The first one was definitely a 
it tried to be a zombie movie, but it tried to be a oh look at the corporate baddies movie, and then it tried to be sort of action movie where we got our soldiers and we don't know exactly what we're doing or what we're getting into. But this, I think, and I think Venom said, this is the one where it really solidified what it was trying to be. And it was like, from here on out, yes, you're going to get some zombies. You're going to get some shooting. You're going to get some fucking sweet cars. You're going to get some characters that are just trying to survive. I mean, and it really, for me, I mean, it was, as much as people shit on this movie, it was the one for me, it was like, I'm going to watch whatever you make for the history of fucking time. So, and up until now, I definitely have. Up until Raccoon City, and then that one was not super good. But whatever. Hebu, correct me if I'm wrong, this was a first-time watch. Everything except for the first movie in this franchise for me is a first-time watch. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Really? Okay. Give us your quick 30-second reaction. Okay. We're going to... we're just. We're going to roll into it. All right, so let's get into this here. This one picks up directly from the... Let's backtrack a little bit here. The first thing I want to say is that I drew a lot of parallels with this among some other movies. A big one is one that came out in 2004. I don't know if you guys noticed, but that opening scene where you have the the, the camera panning in to the little quiet neighborhood. It could have been the same neighborhood as Down 04. You got the kids playing, and they're like, oh, another scorcher. 92 degrees it's 10 a.m but it's funny because like you got a kid on a fucking bike delivering papers dressed like it's 60 degrees in the fall and you know you got that lady on the porch and her robe all fucking bundled up and stuff and i'm like bitch it's fucking 92 degrees out well at the same time though the little bastard so threw it in the sprinkler fucker he's not getting tipped he's not getting tipped not at all nope but yeah um I i thought that was just pretty funny but you have basically they're giving you a little recap of the first uh, uh, film and how it ends and and they're reopening the hive again, the ridiculousness in this is off the charts, but it's, it's cool. It's, it's cool. You have this scene where you get all the dudes in the hazmat suits and I'm sitting there thinking like the umbrella corporations, the largest, one of the largest, not just pharmaceutical, but like companies and businesses in the world and they're just dog shit at debriefing. Like, did they not talk to either, you know, um, uh, Matt from the first one or Mila, or I should say Alice, as far as what happened, they send like six dudes and like three of them have these little fucking nine millimeter submachine guns. And they're opening the door of the hive. That's just got a bajillion zombies in it. (laughs) Yeah. And they're all, yeah, they're all wearing Tyvek suits that I would wear to go up in my attic. So I don't get fiberglass on my skin. That's that's what they're wearing. (laughs) Yeah, but then also the whole the, through the whole movie escaping this hive was such a like was such a chore, right? And this guy just walks up and just goes boop 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 boop, and the door opens. It's like yep. it was a little that was a little short for me. Let's take like, six uh, guys and open up this hive that's housing all these zombies in it. What happens? Well, everything you expect happens, but you know whatever. We're we're, we're talking about this for its entertainment value. Um, there's a lot of callbacks cause you have the scene where the cement truck is ramming into the, uh, the SUV. That's such a, you know, a, a, a callback to there. There's a lot of callbacks, the character outfits as well too. I know Venom, Venom and I, I believe, did you play the game, uh, at all grand house? Oh, hell yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. okay. So yeah, we're, we're, we're all pretty familiar with the games, but yeah, that, that was a lot of, uh, pe- people had a lot of issues with the, 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 oh, the cement and stuff, but it's, but it's, there's a lot of callbacks 
I mean, you're going to get that with any video game movie, but yeah, the, the, the character outfits call back to the game. Well, yeah. And the cement truck versus the gas truck kind of thing. Um, for Donald four. Yeah. But I can see how it's easier to do the cement truck. Right. And the, but the cement truck also, I mean, for as, as big a part as the gas truck played in the second one, the cement truck was just like a hit and run. It just like kept on going. That was a little, mm-hmm. again, another thing where I was like, um, we could have done, I mean, and they showed the flipped over SUV, you know, and Angela and Ernest, uh, but I mean, it, like it could have been a little more. It really could have been a little more. Yeah. What do you think, Travis? Walk, walk us through your thoughts here with the opening of the movie. You're kind of quiet. All the shit like happening at the beginning with, with the chaos in the city and everything going on. Homegirl, uh, I think we get some flashbacks. Uh, I watched bunch. it. I watched this last week, so forgive me if my memory is a little a little foggy. Yeah, we get flashbacks to the first movie, and it kind of just picks us, reminds us, you know, like, hey, this is homeboy and whatever he's he's our, our project nemesis. And um, all right, so I I see as for unfamiliar, yeah, as unfamiliar as I am with the video games, because I'm very unfamiliar, I do know who Nemesis is. Um, I think I think outside of just Resident Evil itself, for me anyway, in pop culture, Nemesis is the one thing that like, you know, bubbled bubbled through. Sure. Um, so I knew what Nemesis looked like. I didn't know like the ins and outs of what Nemesis was, but so I'm waiting for Nemesis. Movie starts, and did y'all get to Jill Valentine yet? Nope. Okay. Well, then I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, the movie's starting. I I, I don't. I, I didn't see anything to make fun of right here, really. Um, I thought it was just like an action opening type thing, and and the movie's setting us up right now. It's uh, setting us up for the ridiculousness of Jill Valentine. Like, just we we get that shot of her apartment, and it's funny because she's got all this. Like at first, you're like, where is this hanging? Like, oh, she's just got a bunch of articles damning herself about their suspension and well yeah but you're missing the whole you're missing the whole cold open where um you have the lady going up the stairs and she's going up the stairs and she's running from the zombies and she started punching the code doing whatever else and this is where we first see olivera in his world helicopter war z. that's that's world war z right yes, absolutely 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 but it's I, 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 for me like again i'm the I'm the nightclub gun guy, so like I know how hard it would be to shoot from a rope suspended from my helicopter. It would not be easy, right? And this guy's just that, 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 just go. But it, and then, and then fundamentally, and then it doesn't matter because she's already, she's already been bitten and she's just like, nope, I'm out. And then she just kind of does the old swan dive off the edge. But Odad Farrow um, was trained by the Israeli uh, army, so come on. I mean, well, no, I, I mean, he's, he's legit. I'm not, I'm not doubting that, but at the same time, shooting from, Falling out of a helicopter. I, I come oh on. yeah, it's ridiculous. There's a there's a there's a limit to where even I'm like, well, you know what? <laughs> like this is probably not possible, but it kind of makes it. But a lot of that is kind of what makes the movie fun. Like like I know this couldn't happen, but maybe I shouldn't care, and I should just like smile and enjoy it. And that's what I, for this one, that's what I did. You kind of have to, Mister Venom. Are you so talking about all these movies? In a whole, are you ha- oh, obviously you're happy with the direction they went, but I, I'm just curious of your thoughts of compared to the video games. Um, and then I know we're not technically covering Welcome to Raccoon City, but that one was a lot closer of an adaptation. So do you kind of wish that these took a different, you know, 
turn and, and follow the video games more, or are you kind of happy with the direction that they ended up going with, with, you know, Paul Anderson helming it? I actually feel like this movie does follow the video game a little bit, very much closer actually than the first game. I mean, the, uh, excuse me, the first movie, the first movie, I mean, other than having some zombies and some liquors, uh, there's not really a whole lot of similarity to it. You know, this one, at least it's solidly resident evil three. It feels like resident evil mm -hmm. three, you know, you get the, the same characters, you know, Yuri and Nikolai and Carlos, all the guys that people yeah. like me remember, you mm -hmm. know, playing, you know, with, not as, but with in uh, the original Resident Evil 3 Nemesis game. So I was actually, and as I mentioned earlier, the fact that the movie found its identity or that the franchise found its right. identity with this film, I, I absolutely loved it. I was very happy with where they went with it. I'm not generally the biggest Paul W.S. Anderson fan, and I do remember walking out of the theater from the first film being unsatisfied. Oh, really? Um, like I said, I was a hardcore Resident Evil fan. Yeah. I was very excited to go see that first movie. I I liked it overall. I thought it was a good first entry for something bigger. Obviously, at the time, we didn't know that this was going to be a big film franchise. So I remember thinking, well, if this is the first of many, I can accept it. If this is a standalone movie, it's going to be a little disappointing for me. But yeah, I'm very mm -hmm. happy with the direction they took with this one. Because arguably, this is the only movie that is really fairly close to any of the games. I mean, because after this, exactly. it gets kind of fucking bonkers as far as that goes. Yeah. What's up, t -Boo? Mm hmm Joe Blow side tangent. What Paul W. S. Anderson films don't you like? I think my favorite he did uh, Event Horizon. Yes. Right? Yeah. Or is that the other guy? Okay. No, I, he did. I, I adore Event Horizon. I adore Event Horizon. Yeah. That's by easily yeah. my favorite movie. He did like of his. Monster I mean, Hunter, Pompeii. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Pompeii doesn't do much for me. Monster Hunter was yeah. all right. I've only seen it the one time. And I remember thinking it was okay. It, I would have to rewatch it to really have a solid opinion of it. Uh Pompeii did nothing for me. Yeah. Um, what about I don't even think what I about finished it? What about fucking Mortal Kombat? No, 95 is Mortal Kombat. <sighs> What's funny oh, really, is that really once again, oh, once again, walking then, out bitch. of the theater. <laughs> once again, walking out of the theater of the original <laughs> Mortal Kombat, I I did enjoy it. You know, I wasn't obviously wasn't a podcaster back then, didn't really have my <laughs> critical eyes back then. I was I walked into it as a fan. For the most part, I enjoyed that first Mortal Kombat movie. I watched it recently and I kind of watched it like this the whole time. Like, what the fuck was wrong with me? How did I like this movie? Because it's, yeah, it's not I, great. I think, the, I think the young you was on, on point, cuz. Yeah. Well, no, no, I think when you... <laughs> I can still watch it and get enjoyment out of it. Don't get me wrong. It's not like <laughs> yeah. I hate the movie now. Right, but, right. But, I mean, some of that, some, some of Shang Tsung's line deliveries just are just awful. Just oh. I mean, beyond, beyond cringy. Oh, I'm sorry, man. but your soul is mine. How many fucking times do I have to hear him say that? And it oh, seemed so like it progressively got fine. worse. Yeah, yeah it, it progressively yeah, got um, more cheesy and hammy as it went, and I just couldn't deal with it. And I love it. Cheese, it. So, you know. I think I think that you it's don't. like you don't what's weird. You yeah, don't. you do. Yeah, you do. Nope. What nope. what's weird is the older I get, so there there was a long time watching movies where you know I I, I was like, okay, I can I can objectively tell what well, I thought I could, right? I thought I knew what objective was. I could objectively tell what a good movie is from a shitty movie. And this is a shit movie and this is a good movie. The older I get, the more movies I consume, the more I learn about the craft of filmmaking, the more that I'm realizing there's a lot of great movies out there 
that are just fucking tins if you watch them right. You got to watch them right. You know what I mean? I, or not tins always, like like in tonight's case. Um, but but still very oh. enjoy, but still very enjoyable films. Yes, um, and Mortal, Mortal Kombat is not one of those. Movies. And it is, and it uh, is one. Un, no, un, un, it's un, not. It's not. It, you're gonna hard, cover it one day, so get ready. The hard part with 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 video game adaptations is not all of them can be as great as Mario Brothers. Uh, That's right. You're goddamn right. Uh, That's a fucking ten. <laughs> the old one and right, the new I, one. I quit. I just I quit. All, all like all. Bye. Of this. I just I just quit. <laughs> I just no. I <laughs> when it comes to video game adaptations of movies, and 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 I get why they do it. Um, the reality is, uh, with a video game, all too often there isn't enough story to carry a movie. Um, with Resident Evil, they had to like they had to reach out a little bit, and they had to get some more story and get a little creative. With things like Mortal Kombat, they didn't. They just went. I, I mean, forgive me for being so bold, but like Mortal Kombat movies are awful. They're awful. Okay, They're I don't awful. want to get all into Mortal Kombat, so, but I did kind of enjoy yeah. the new one, and I haven't seen the old one recent enough to An- Annihilation. Uh, Annihilation's an eleven out of ten. Well, hashtag you watched it wrong because I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you because I'm enlightened. Crap. I'm hey, you're enlightened now, right? Grindhouse, you claim to be enlightened, right? Cosmically, through through the nightclub, you have slowly well, become enlightened. Well, I think you're right, but it doesn't mean that I'm gonna like shitty movies. No, 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 so. no, no. But but one day you will come full circle. <laughs> one day you will come full circle and you'll see. You'll see. You'll I'm see right. No, I won't. Let's Back move to the on. movie here. Let's move on. <laughs> we touched on this a little bit before, but tonally, you can definitely tell right away that this is not the same movie as the first. And and really, mm-hmm. I think the first scene that really is going to like hit you in the face with a frying pan, so to speak, is going to be when you do meet Alice. And we talked about this. She busts into that police station, just guns blazing, and she just goes pow, 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 shooting oh, all these zombies in the head. That's that's not Alice, but that's Jill. I, I meant Jill. But, okay. I meant Jill. Thank you. But, Sorry. You just the ridiculous of ridiculousness of that. Just I mean, at the time watching that, you're like, that's fucking cool. But it's funny. You know, you got 40 year old boss tuna watching that. And he's like, oh, God, that. Well, but that's the comic book piece. But that's exactly that's that's exactly it's 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 the bam, bam, pow, 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 bam. That's it's you can see it in the comic book panels. You can see it. It's like this. Well, I like like go ahead. No, I, I I like this this part though, where, where and and I'm agreeing with y'all. Th- this part, when it does get the the over the top, this is what I want this movie to do for me. It doesn't have um, Paul W S Sanderson's like his eye, the way he framed and shot the first film. You, you're right. It's the tone has shifted. It's a different style of movie, and I guess maybe the studio did interfere. I, I don't know. Um, I imagine Paul W.S. was all over this. I, I assume he was probably checking in daily. It's funny because movie. in the commentary with him, he makes multiple comments of him. Like, I'm trying to think of one. He was like, he's like, yeah, I don't know why we did that. That just is is dumb. Doesn't make sense. And you're like, oh, so like, I, I yeah, he it's funny because there's a handful of things watching that. I was like damn he really said that and and you have Man. to understand like this commentary was done right after the movie so i do think well, that he yeah. wasn't as involved as he wanted to which what I a think pussy. we're gonna see why is because as these movies progress he is 
back in the picture. Well, yeah, thank God. But I also don't apologize for your fucking art, dumbass. But that, oh. that's why he was he was basically digging on Alexander Witt is in in the I, wow I throw this... throw your teammate under the bus yeah Paul yeah WS is becoming a, a bitch in my eyes right now he's a bitch oh, why is he such a bitch and I was defending him <laughs> Jesus Christ all right I'm sorry go ahead but no so we we basically after this we get introduced to as Venom was saying because in the games too you have to refresh my memory Venom it's been a minute since I played him Carlos is in the game but isn't um. Nikolai's in it, but he's like a spy or something, isn't he? Like they, they work for a different. Isn't Nikolai uh, like a spy and 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 Carlos Oliveira? They're they don't work for Umbrella, I don't think, right? Aren't they with a different they agency are, that's investigating them or something? Uh, they were hired by Umbrella, so they're not official Stars members. Okay. but yeah, it, it it was it was the Russian members who were kind of like a splinter cell. So yeah. Carlos was, you know, solidly a hero in the second one. But yep. yeah, there was because the, the commanding officer in the third game who's not in this movie, or maybe it's that guy that gets shot early on by Nemesis. But yep. um, yeah, he was it, it was the Russian faction of uh, that group that were kind of the turncoats in the game, if you sure. will. Carlos was solidly a hero. Yep. Yeah. Nikolai and Yuri. Yep. Yuri. That's what mm-hmm. it was. Yuri's the one I was yep. thinking of. I think Yuri was kind of like like the the spy or something like that i remember that was pretty cool so but yeah we we get in the film we get the introduction of the 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 squad they get dropped off as grindhouse said earlier to go and save that chick that was a really cool scene running up the stairs i immediately got i just rewatched world war z not long ago so i was like oh fuck yeah that's what that's reminds me that, of that that one boy wanted to be a hero so bad yeah I don't that, know, that was a cool scene too. Like I remember in the theater, and he's like, he's like, Nikolai, tie me off, and he jumps out. And you're like, fuck, and he's like trying to hurry up and tie the rope and shit before he falls. It was cool. Is a practical fuck no, but you know when you got forty million dollars to spend on helicopter budget, you better fucking use that shit. So did we well, talk just, about? It's either fun or it ain't fun, right? And that when when he hits the ground and the helicopter goes, yeah. okay. It's, I'm sorry, it was fun. Did we talk about when, whenever the fucking guards turn the guns on all the fucking people? That's yeah, that's coming up. So basically, okay, they're they're fighting through the seats, and you you actually get some pretty cool zombie. Um, I mean, you you get the one Russian soldier that busted the door and he gets bitten, but you get some pretty cool zombie action here. This is right out of Resident Evil Two, though. Um, this this like with the cops and the RPD and all that type of stuff reminds me a lot of Resident Evil Two because you get you know Alice in a minute too. She she goes into the gun store, which is again right out of Resident Evil Two. She go in, yeah. and that's how you get your first gun uh, as well too. But yeah, they they somehow Umbrella with you know how well organized they are blocked off the entire city 700,000 people and they have them funneled yeah. into one bridge and they're letting them through all Raven's uh, gate yep Raven's, yeah, gate. Raven's gate all uh um what's what, what's will smith vampire site i am legend i am legend yeah yeah that yeah. was like reminding me of i am legend uh and yeah they they close the door because you get one guy that's turning and then they turn the guns and you're just like fuck that's this that's is this funny. scene yes exactly i was like god damn they were like you have 5 seconds or whatever they said to get the yeah. fuck out of here the whole, and the, the whole use of live ammunition has been authorized brother yeah. just oh i got the free songs and 
they un I was like, they're not they're gonna count down. They see that the people are starting to disperse. So and then when they say one, bah, 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 I'm like, oh my god, they're fucking they literally were, just shooting. They the were shooting. No, they were shooting horizontally. They're going over their heads. They were going over their heads. But it's people still, died. It, they fell down. No, they didn't. They did in it the front over, of the crowd. It was over their heads. It was. They okay. were shooting. All right, horizontally. I watched it wrong. Yep, yep. You did. Hashtag. Yep. I, they were shooting. I didn't. I didn't but, see people falling. But cool. still, though, still though, it was still pretty like. Oh, here no, we now, go. now it's not. Now it ain't. Well, but no, but here we have in in a, a city which is supposed well, it to lost be half a point, which is supposed to be Thank the United you. States. We have a private army from a corporation taking over a city, and that's a pretty fucking profound thing. Like, I mean, you know, it's like getting up one day and going to work, and all of a sudden the Amazon trucks pull up and they're shooting at your house. Did I mean, you guys think? <laughs> Think of this as like as far as today's like day and age, like this would never go over because everyone's got cell phones. Like it's just I don't know. I I, I thought of that when I was watching it. Oh, and people would just be like, oh, like look, they're shooting. I can't believe it. I'm gonna put it on TikTok. Yeah, in I'm a sure sense, there's a jamming technology. Well, yeah. see, there we go. I suppose see, it just wouldn't there happen. There you go. Am Amazon will pull up on their trucks. They will burst open the back doors and they will deliver your package and then shoot you dead. Amazon yep. rules the world. So we yes, get we get introduced to Dr. Ashford at this point. You get Jared Harris. Oh, man, yeah. I laugh every time I see you do what you have to. Oh, I'm staying here. He's, <laughs> he's not wanting to you leave. You really don't place. like that, do you? <laughs> oh my God. Like it's just funny because I, I recently watched <laughs> Chernobyl and I know how good of an actor he is, and I'm just watching this like, oh brother, I feel sorry for you. But yeah, so basically he's doesn't want to leave his daughter was at school that day they went to go pick her up and we mm -hmm. talked about the the scene where she just gets fucked up and he's basically trying to find survivors on his sony bio do you guys notice how how egregious that product placement was <laughs> oh god yeah. Oh, yeah 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 it was just like pepsi oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was bad it was bad all right we're i, I want this right here i've been saving this venom church scene i want i want your Talk me through the church scene. I, I feel like you you love it. It's cheesy as fuck, but goddamn, did it make my nipples hard the first time I watched it? <laughs> love yeah, it. Yeah, I I mean in the theater, and, and mind you, I might have enjoyed a libation or two before going to the theater to see it the first time. Right, so, so I was I was in the mood. I, I was ready for a cheesy action movie, and obviously because the first movie left me a little flat, I wasn't expecting as much necessarily. So. I will fully admit that I rolled my eyes when it happened, but I fucking loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was, you get your introduction. So, I mean, real quickly, just to back it up a minute, you get Alice and she's getting the flashback. So she's in the, she's in the, the, the gun shop or whatever, getting, you know, clothes and guns on, but she's getting the flashbacks of her being all tested on. So it's planting that oh. seed of the boosted Alice. But that burnt, that burnt orange tank top and just her, Yep, like falling toward ease and shuddering and stand up and she's just like what what what's mm -hmm. happening but oh, you get that God. cool that cool scene so they built oh. a set and she rides a harley through a stained glass window but they go into that it's pretty cool because you're like the liquors the liquors are one of the signatures of the game uh, obviously yeah. at this point it's kind of nemesis but in the first game they're like that's them dude, good boys when you I, I i tell you what nothing is more terrifying when when I look back to myself playing that game as a kid, yeah. knowing that you've got to run down this fucking hallway, you don't have any ammo, 
and there's a liquor in there and it's just it's fucking you, the hair on oh. the back of your neck stands up it's so freaky i just feel sorry for people that weren't able to play that game you know growing up when it came out oh because it was so effective dogs were scary yep spiders in the yep. sewer were scary yep zombies in the library were scary the fucking liquors are honestly second only to nemesis or mr x what have you want to put yeah. it second only to that like yeah. oh my fuck the stress yeah. that you get with nemesis oh, knowing that there's God. nothing you can do and he's following yeah. you, following yep. you yep yep it's it's no. dude how many movies now just play off of that 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 fear where it's just impending it's coming there's nothing you can do about it do you guys venom have you ever seen that that meme where it's like uh you can choose to have you know one billion dollars but there's a snail that is invincible and it's coming for you for the rest of your life if and if it touches you you die would you take the billion dollars have you, have you ever yes. seen that one um sounds vaguely familiar yeah i, I don't know I, yeah, I, i'll I take the money without a without thought i know but yeah <laughs> just think though you're like at yeah like now yeah that's cool like i'll hop on a plane and i'll you know go and live over in europe for a couple of years and then you're like 80 years old and you kind of forget about it. And like, I just picture myself waking up and there's that snail. He's like just an inch from your nose. And then just poof. all you need is a can of Martin salt. <laughs> God damn right. Just put a ring of salt around your bed every night. Dude. Yeah. The grindhouse loophole. Yeah. That's why yeah. that bitch invincible. is the, He's the invincible. Keeper. That's the whole thing. He's the keeper of the contracts. That's why. Well, and, and invincible is one thing, but keep away is another thing, right? And if I put a if I if I put a fucking circle of salt on my bed, that fucking still ain't getting nowhere near me. It ain't getting there. I got a question I'm for okay. you guys though, pertaining to the church scene. Um I Venom, I believe. Maybe I'm wrong. Have you seen hashtag alive or alone from a couple of years ago? Alive. Yeah. Hashtag alive. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then did you see the alone remake? It's I did not see the remake. No, or the not West. a remake. I guess it's, it's, but anyways, this well, church, the American, the, both the, those American version. the American, version. the American version. Yep. Oh, yeah. They, they yeah. came out like a month or two apart. Uh, Donald Sutherland is in it. It's pretty cool. But yeah. this scene reminded me of that because you have the priest who's got his sister kind of locked up. And you knew something was not right right away, but he's like feeding her, you know, zombies. And and again, just the, the impact this had on movies to come, which I feel hold like. On, hold on. Let's ask Grindhouse. Did he actually feed someone, anyone? Because if not, it's going to lose another half a point. <clears throat> did, did, I, did I feed someone to no, anyone? Did, did, no, did the priest feed anyone to his sister? Because I saw it that he did, but I, I watch it wrong. So I just want to know. No, he did because there was oh. like there were severed oh. parts. There were parts. There oh, were good. parts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. It no. keeps that half a point. No, this was a this was a, another one of those scenes, and this is going to sound this is going to sound odd and honestly very judgmental, but it was like what I thought, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. This whole movie feels like Boss Tune is like college experience, where you got like a girl running up the stairs and she just wants to get away, but somebody bites her, and then. You get into a place where you, you, know, you got a, a smoking hot chick and a halter top, and she's like, I'm just gonna kill all these fucking things. But there's like a dude who's like, hey, baby. I just like I it just I think this is I think this movie is your college days, Cole. I think it really is. If you I mean, want to live I'm, vicariously through my college stories, we can have I totally do. Like I totally do. I, I totally do. Yes, yeah, I, I absolutely do. I, I can't read, so I never went to no fancy college learning school books thing place, but this church scene reminded me of demons or demone the uh, the yeah. lamberto oh, yeah yeah was it was it lamberto no yeah lamberto yeah. baba 
Yeah, Lambert yeah. Baba. Yep. Um, that the theater scene in that film, uh, this movie is this this movie's church scene is really cool. It reminded me of that church scene. It reminded me that there was also a helicopter in that church in that that scene, the movie theater scene from uh, Demons. Mm-hmm. And my lord, my lord, I just I love that scene from Demons. Yeah, you can't compare to that scene, I mean, especially with that heavy metal soundtrack playing. Come on. Yeah, that was just amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when I got reminded of it while watching it, I was enjoying it in this movie. But I was thinking, man, I really wish I was watching that scene right now. Uh, I would just say, still night, a cool scene though. Nightclub, Fear Boners. That's what I'll, I'll, that's all I would say. Go back to the episode, watch Fear Boners, because that's my that is my indoctrination into the movie Demons, and it was the best and worst moment of my life. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Would you guys think of LJ? Uh, uh, Mr. Venom, what'd you think of LJ? Because next we get to meet him driving his car and he's like, GTA motherfucker. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you got like the stripper zombies with their boobs hanging out. I'm like, that is so cool. That is so cool. I, I love LJ. I think he's a great addition to the movie. I mean, yes. he needs your comic relief in a movie like this. He needs something to kind of break the tension. And, you know, Alice and uh, what do you call it? Uh, Jill aren't really going to add too much comic relief to this movie. So, yeah, I, I feel like LJ was an, uh, an absolutely uh, a needed component to this one. This was the mid 2000s and they needed comic relief. So they called Mike Epps up and they were like, Mike, you're going you gonna, yeah. to bust up in here and do your thing. And he was you realize like, that it was originally never... cast for Snoop Dogg, right? <laughs> I'm dead serious. Snoop Dogg I, I, was supposed I, I, to play I, LJ, so let's just I, be happy that it went to. No, Mr. no, 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 no. I think Snoop Dogg's a somewhat decent actor. I've seen him in a few films. Bad Boys not... being the best, but day shifts. In... Day shifts. I haven't seen it yet. I will though. Okay, I will. Day shift. Yep. Day shift. It's on. It's on yeah. the back burner. But but I think Mike Epps delivers in this movie in all the best ways, and I'm so fucking happy he's here. Oh God fa- damn. He's fantastic, and if it was not if it was not for him, as far as like a tension relief thing, we would have had to have Alice and Jill Valentine scissor, because that oh, was the only, only thing that would have broken the tension. You guys, well, I would, have I would, anything. You guys, I would sacrifice. I, dude, uh, I would sacrifice uh, fucking Mike Epps right now on a, in a in a fucking pit of fucking pig blood to get that fucking scissoring scene. I'm just they, saying. They call it the Zack Snyder scissor cut, and I got uh, it. So. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> there we go. So that's the only thing that would have made up for it. I'll share if, it with if you we didn't have that. Okay, speaking of, again, not not to, not to dog on it, which I kind of am, but it's just so funny because, like, you have Alice come in with that bike, and she, you know, we're backtracking a little bit here, but that ridiculous scene, she kills all the liquors and stuff, and the, you know, the she saves them all, and the first thing jill says is who the fuck are you like like but bitch? That's our, but maybe that's say our, thanks yeah <laughs> that's like, our comic book panel that's our comic book panel where we just have exactly. boom who the fuck are you just in big yeah. zigzags all around. that's our this movie is a comic book but played out in real life yeah. it really is mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i agree with you i i always hated that line delivery it just it, it, this woman just killed three monsters in front of you in the span of about what 15 seconds yep. and you're gonna say who the fuck are you bitch i'm your savior fuck off <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah, right percent we got I the wanna, graveyard go ahead tibu i want to bang mila jovovich 
Yeah, Why don't yes. I tell us how you're really uh, feeling? Uh, yes. I'm just saying it like I'm just saying what we're all feeling in our loins right now. I want to I want to no? lose I want to lose my eye to one of her erect no. nipples. I want to that's what I want to I want to just put <laughs> I want I want to turn my head too fast and be blinded in one eye. I want to I'm and I'm fine with that. Oh, Mr. Venom, you, you don't want to you wouldn't you know no Mila? I don't I don't like women that are built like 12 year old boys. No, it's, it's not really my thing. So, um, so my wow. wife, my wife cracked me. Wow. My wife cracked me the fuck up because when we went to see that movie, walking out of the theater, she says out loud, her nipples are bigger than her tits. And I swear <laughs> I almost pissed myself. I well, Holy she's not shit. she's not uh, wrong, but I don't I don't mind, you know, fun, I'm more fun, of an ass man. She's a beautiful woman. I, I'll I'll never deny that she's a yeah, gorgeous so, woman. Absolutely, yeah. but yeah, so from the neck down. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, exactly. fun, I mean, hey, if that's your thing, that's awesome. Rock I'm on. Li- I, well, no, it's not after you compared it the way you fucking did. <laughs> yeah, you just ruined it. You fucking ruined it. God damn All it. Right, let's go, Victor Silva. Jesus Christ. Oh, no, no, have, no, no, no. I have to get a divorce now because my wife is a five foot four ballerina. I have to get a divorce now. Thanks, Venom. Yeah. I'm gonna. In, <laughs> the hell's going on when, here? When the papers get filed, you're getting named as a constituent. You, you, no, fuck. Oh my god. Thank nice. you for that. God damn it. Really. No, no. Hey, to each his own, man. Everybody oh. likes something different, but yeah, I, I, I admittedly, I like curvy women. So, I, I, my I biggest, agree. my biggest, one of the biggest things I have with this movie is why Carlos ends up kind of falling for Mila after spending two hours or so with Jill. It's like. Did you did yep. you not feel anything for Jill? But then Mila shows up, and it's like, ooh, who is this flat-chested, you know, blue-eyed yeah. beauty? And it yeah. went so fast too. Yes, yes, yeah. it was instant. It was it was instant. As soon as they get to the um, uh, outside the this outside the, after the school it's pretty scene. Judgy, it's pretty judgy. Oh. You know what? Love is love. Man. All right, we have okay. to talk about love is love. Love is love. <laughs> we have to talk about the graveyard right. scene because. Yes. Yes. Again, it's it's, oh. it's a fucking cool scene, but my god, does it break its own fucking movie's rules? Like, oh, all over the place. All you over you the know, place. It I makes mean, sense. It's, it's, it makes zero sense. But we're talking well, about a movie that's got yeah. zero well, fucking it, plot and story. Well, well, it does, it does. But if, if you think about the comic book aspect of this, as things are going on, and you're starting to sort of, you have these, all these characters and they're doing all these things, but you're starting to sort of lose the note of what this movie is about. This is a scene that takes you right back to where it is. Hey, by the way, living dead, zombies coming out of the grave. I mean, this is, for me, this is the Night of the Living Dead scene. That's what this is. It's the Night of the Living Dead scene where, you know, creatures coming out of the ground. And there's definitely a little bit of um, uh, Return of the Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead 2 in there too. There's a couple of like, like the puffy, dusty scenes where it was like, oh, that's not, mm-hmm. that's definitely Return of the Living Dead yeah. too. Um I'm sometimes I'm just shocked. Yeah, I'm a little surprised though that Paul W actually wrote this one because he broke his own rule. He yeah. obviously established the rule in the first movie that very clearly you know, there has to be exactly. And then he goes and just breaks his rule, which mind you, I don't hate this scene. Uh, you know, fundamentally, I have no problem with it. I love zombies coming out of the ground. It's not, you know, a big deal to me. I know it's you know, usually fairly impossible for something that's been dead that long to be able to not only dig itself out of the ground, but break out of a fucking coffin. So, you know, suspension of disbelief. 
Yeah, exactly. As, as suspension of disbelief aside, I enjoy the scene. But yeah, w- once you realize that, wait a minute, didn't they establish that that can't happen in the first movie? You kind of got to just let it go because yeah. it's it's going to it's going to pick at your brain the rest of the film and it's going to it's going to upset your enjoyment of it. So, you know, I let pretty it much everything I've said so far, I'm like kind of saying tongue in cheek because it makes no like, like this is the first time I've watched this movie with a critical eye. So like I feel like I have to point this bullshit out, even though I think it's cool. However, the yeah. one thing that I will say is unforgivable that just drives me nuts is all of the action scenes and how quick the cuts and edits are. It it, it, it drives me nuts. And I, I really do think that detracts from it. And it, it, it actually like hurt my, my eyes to like pay attention. I was like, um, get, what do oh. they call that? Um, you know, may, may contain flashing lights and shit. Like, God, you're going to put me into a seizure here with the quick cuts of all the fights and action scenes that, that kind of yeah. pissed me off. I mean, off. yeah, that's why I kind of tend to look at this movie as a very tropey nineties action movie, because that's exactly what it reminds me of between yeah. the score the ridiculous editing during the fight and it doesn't get any worse on uh except for our final fight i mean our final fight you don't know what the fuck is going on you can't is is mila winning is is nemesis so hard winning? to follow no no exactly. well i i i just I, I, I disagree with that that and i'll get to it when we get to it but i, I will say about the graveyard scene did no one else know that when you go to a graveyard in a horror movie shit's about to pop off was i the only oh, one waiting for the zombies 100%. to come out the ground I was waiting for it. I've never seen this movie. I think our weather woman actually kind of mentioned something about that. Like, why the fuck are we walking into a cemetery? I don't, she doesn't, you know, expand on that by any stretch, but the fact that she says it, I'm like, wow, there's, there's actually someone here who's seen a horror movie. Amazing. To be fair, they left the church and they're probably walking through it. So, I mean, like, eh, not to play devil's yeah. advocate, but there's always... Well, and Travis, know. but Travis Travis hates it because he's from Louisiana. You can't bury people underground. And and, and there, they're, they're honestly kind of lazy. What? All they got to do is open the door and get out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, what, 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 what? Here, here in the Midwest, like in Minnesota and Iowa, we'd have to dig out. It, it'd be some work. So down in Louisiana, they just, they just pop up. <laughs> so we get the... the nem- the ne- Travis said, "Shut up." No, I'm telling him to pull. I'm telling you to pull your mic closer to your face, and also right here. Yeah, um, and also, yeah, I'm just you're low. Um, and also, we do bury people underground in Louisiana. Just saying, my Are mom the is ones in the fucking come ground. Once that come very, back to life, not very far. So I'm just six feet. Yeah, you, that water table thing is kind of there, but it's kind of not. We're flat okay. room. Um, so <laughs> they activate anyway. the nemesis program. Exactly. You, get, you meet yeah. the stars members and this is a pretty cool scene because it's right out of the video game. The nemesis has, yeah. you know, his iconic rocket launcher and all that shit. But it, again, it's so bad watching this again. Like this is supposed to be the highest trained, whatever. And then you got guys that are doing to Venom's credit straight up nineties movies. Like, have you ever held a gun before? I know you're a tertiary actor in the background, but you're just like upside down and sideways. Nemesis mercs them all. And then you get LJ. Uh, yeah. You get the scene that, uh, that, that motherfucker talked about before. My shit. <laughs> you get like all these like computerized twin, graphics, but twin gold plated. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. you know, dude is, is dope. It's I dope. Mean, even if I were, even if I were to kill Travis and sell his organs, I could probably <laughs> not afford a gold-plated Desert Eagle. And I've thought about it, 
and I could probably bait him into it. You're going to have to, I still couldn't afford it. (laughs) You're going to have to make like one of those fucking like jungle fucking stretchers out of bamboo and shit just to carry my hogzilla. Cause when you cut that off, just letting (laughs) you know right now, also throw it over your shoulder. I want to say real quick. Nemesis looks bad ass as yes. Oh yeah. It's all practical. It looks great. Yeah. Brother. Yeah. This is what I loved about. So rewatching the first movie and go back and listen to the previous episode. I love the practical effects in this movie. They kept it going with, there was some CG shit, but they kept the practical and that just makes me so happy. Like when, whenever I can see it and I can tell, that they're doing the the goddamn whenever it's seamless that's fine because i i obviously it's seamless i can't tell what cg what's not cool either way if it's if it's dope it's dope but whenever i can tell that they're practical and it and it's fucking in front of the camera i just get an extra little bit of excitement and nemesis excited for nemesis the one thing i'll say is he that lets, he lets me down though i'll tell you what well the one thing i'll say is that the practical <laughs> was a lot better in this one because the the CGI in the first one was really bad in a couple spot parts with the liquor, but this one, at least the CG is, 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 is kind of in the background and it, it doesn't attract your attention. It's you're, you're focused on all the practical stuff, but we get that killer uh, scene, the, the, the battle scene, the first small one with Alice in the nemesis and she escapes him and she goes down that uh that that like laundry tube and dislocates her finger. That was cool as fuck. Yeah. It's funny because yeah. like he shoots a rocket launcher down and there's like a fucking 10 pound plastic fucking laundry deal that protects her from this like big no, rocket. It was like, no, it was like a dumpster trolley. That's what it was. It was like Yeah, but it was like plastic. plastic. It was a plastic yes, fucking dumpster have, trolley. It would not have held up. It, I, I completely agree with you. <laughs> so, so, hey. so am I the only one here that would have really loved to see either well, honestly, mostly like a zombie eye, because if you look at Alice's character through this whole movie, after she puts on that burnt orange tank top and then that fish net over that, I would have loved to have seen one eyeball, just one <laughs> zombie or human perched on one of her nipples. Someone just lost an eye <laughs> to one of those nipples. I would have loved that. Just a skewered? Yeah, just she turns eyeball. on this is like uh, scratching the oh, lens, God, if would, you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't have the largest breasts, but she's got very pronounced nipples. So just let her have those, okay? Just you let her what? have them. I'm still no, gonna dude, bang her, dude. I like kebabs. I totally do. So I will. I don't give I a will, fuck all day long. <laughs> I yeah. I have, dude. I have. I have this woman tattooed on myself three times. Okay, and it's all these Resident Evil movies. So nice. don't even tell me for a second that I don't like. You're kebabs. you're the super fan. We know that. I, well, I it nerd, whatever. It, we call it what it is. But hell yeah, cuz. Yeah, I just, yeah, she's just, ugh. she just. She Mr. Makes- Venom, I got to ask you. I know you were, you were kind of um, underwhelmed with the first one, but what was, because uh, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going somewhere. But what was your, your favorite kind of, one of your favorite scenes of, of the first one? If you had to think back, what's oh, memorable man. about the first one? What's memorable about the first one? Um, Michelle Rodriguez is terrible acting. What the fuck? Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I hate Michelle Rodriguez in that movie. Michelle Rodriguez plays the same fucking character in every movie that she's in. And we talked about 20... that. it was the angry Michelle Rodriguez, the skull. Exactly. Yeah. The, yeah. The angry lesbian who's got to you know kill everything <laughs> and just get get upset wow. with every man in the movie. Blah blah. blah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's what I've met her. I've actually met her in real life. Uh, what something like maybe like 18 years ago. Uh, I was working at a video game company that was right next door to James Cameron studio. So I met her, I think it was right around Avatar time when they were filming Avatar. And yeah, I saw her coming out. I was coming out of work when she was coming out of work one day and I saw her and I recognized her and I didn't exchange words with her, but I, I, you know, I threw her a little wave. She waved back. She seemed like a cool person, but when it comes to her acting, it really just doesn't do much for me. I love her action, her fight scenes or shoot shooting scenes. They're all fine. But once she actually starts speaking, she kind of loses me. Well, I meant okay. Give me, give me one of your good favorite scenes. Well, the, I don't. Yeah. Know. I know. That's what I, that's, I'm trying to think of something positive, gentlemen. For uh, the record, I, I mean, I don't ever want her to talk. I just want her to show up. What? That's the all thank you. That's happening right yeah. now. Yeah. Just don't yep. worry. I'm talk. right there with you. Hashtag I guess Michelle Rodriguez is Bay. Well, she's a fan of the show, so we'll, yeah. we'll have to see what she says about that. But yeah. it's okay. It's okay. Probably, I guess where I was going with long. this was the dog scene. Did you? What about the, the dogs? dogs in this movie? I I love that. I mean, the fact that they went practical once again with the yes. dogs here, yeah. as opposed to the kind of split practical and CG that they did yeah. in the first movie. That was one of my big disappointments was seeing the CG dogs. It's like, how hard is it to just throw some meat on a Doberman Pinscher? You know, it's not that fucking hard. And they actually did it this time. So I'm very happy with yes. that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess... I actually do have one scene that kind of sticks with me. And it's that one where they're where the last few survivors are kind of um, being bombarded by uh, they're basically cornered by the zombies. And that one guy climbs on that pipe and he leaves oh. himself with one bullet. Yeah, I do kind of enjoy that. Scene. That was pretty cool. That's I love yeah. that scene, too. Just saying. Love that scene too. So the reason I asked that is because we got the school scene coming up, which I think there is a lot of cool aspects on on how they did this and and how they 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 shot the school scene because you get the the creepy kid zombies like anything with kids in death and zombie stuff is is kind of extra creepy, dude. I will never forget one of my favorite reviews that I I mean I'll never forget, but listening to you talk about tigers are not afraid is like a highlight. Like if you guys, I don't know what episode that was, but Mr. Venom is obsessed with that movie and just, I, I, I was kind of like lukewarm on it, but I love listening to you talk about that movie. But anyways, that, that kind of reminded me because I know you're all about the kid actors and stuff, but yeah, so that, that's kind of where I was talking about with, um, with the school scene, because this is where they're all coming together. Dr. Ashford is pulling the strings. He's bringing together Alice's crew. He's bringing together the, the, the umbrella soldiers in his whole goal is to find his daughter and she's holed up at the school. So they go to the school, they meet each other and you get that cool scene that, that, that Venom was talking about with the, the zombie dogs. Uh, and then yeah, Farkas or Farkas and meets his end. And it's, it's kind of sad because he has that badass scene and you know, he shoots that one dog and he's like, his shitty fucking Russian accent. He's like, stay. And then he gets <laughs> murdered from the dog by the side i was like oh like i wanted i wanted more uh, i wanted more out of you but um yeah what would you think about that school scene i saw you give me the little finger so i know you must have you must have liked it i love all child zombie scenes i mean cooties was one of my favorite movies of that year so good um how who who could kill a child from 1972 which technically they're not zombies but they're kind of just kind of fucked up kids um, I just, yeah, I, I'm always down for that. 
I always bring up who could kill a child because it's one of the only movies where we actually see some kids get gunned down, you know, not like a, a camera cut or a swish pan or something like we actually legit see somebody mow down a bunch of kids with an Uzi. And yeah, any horror movie that kills kids, I'm down for. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty taboo. So, yeah, that's that's pretty hardcore. But exactly. yeah, we, we get Angela. There's some pretty cool scenes in there. We're, we're, we're pretty much at the end of the, and at the end of the movie, we, they get the daughter or Dr. Uh, Ashford's daughter, Angela, and he's like, come to the helicopter. And then you get the final scene. And I know Tibu, you got something to say about this, um, about this final battle. Sounds like you're a little bit disappointed with. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. So Nemesis shows up and Venom was saying, it's like, who's winning? Clearly fucking Alice. She's OP as fuck. She is overpowered as fuck the whole movie, the first movie, this movie. She never has a challenge. Never. There's never really a challenge. She destroys everything in her path. The only time she gets... Dude, yeah, a final scene, a nuclear bomb can't even take her ass out, man. Like, listen, <laughs> this chick is ridiculous, all right? And I like that about her character. I think it's cool, but when I thought the final showdown was going to be like, it just, it felt so anticlimactic to a degree. Thank God they blew up a nuclear bomb in all of raccoon city in a minute, because I was like, if this is the final fucking big Epic scene, this did not do it for me. I thought nemesis was going to put up way more of a fight to me. She whooped his ass. He got like a few hits in and then she fucking kicks him and or whatever. And he gets spiked through the fucking, the, the, the sternum. And he's, he's, He's done. So, yeah, I don't know what I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, but I watched it that that's the way I watched it. And <laughs> and she admittedly, she, I mean, admittedly, I am exaggerating a little bit with that scene. I have a problem with how that fight was edited. Once again, going back to 90s action movies and some yeah. of the terrible fight editing, you know, basically hiding the fact that actors maybe aren't aren't as athletic as they can be because ultimately, you know, Nemesis being a practical effect, it's, you know, like I said, it, it's Matt Taylor. It's a six foot seven actor inside of that suit. He's not going to be able to move that fast. Ultimately, exactly. you know, it makes sense that Mila can take him out. So it, to an extent from the, from the filmmaking aspect, it does make sense that they have to edit fight scenes like that because you got to make your hero look better than they are. Um, and I'm not taking anything away from Mila. I know she did her training. She actually knows martial arts, blah, blah, blah. I, I totally understand that. But um, I, I've just always had a problem. I, mean, I just watched that fight scene again today, about an hour before we started the show. And, you know, it just, I, I just can't get into that editing. Yes, I, I totolly agree, Travis, that, yeah, uh, she absolutely, absolutely wrecks him in that scene. And that the fight is a little underwhelming. Thankfully, you know, um, Nemesis does get his little redemption moment. So I can I can at least appreciate that, you know, because ultimately Nemesis is still Max and it's yeah. somebody that we liked from the first movie. Yes. You know, nobody wants to see him get wrecked necessarily. Agreed. And, you know, I he did. went out doing what he loves. I, I, shooting I wanna, down I helicopters. Wanted, I wanted to see him get wrecked. He was a fucking environmentalist. I, I wanted to see his ass. Oh, hurt. Lord. <laughs> that's, just, that's just me. me. Uh-oh. Sorry. So, Resident uh, Evil uh, gets political. Grindhouse. Uh, Grindhouse. No, Grindhouse loves the Canadian fires. He loves them. He's like, hell yeah, burn the woods. Burn them all. Yeah, right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, walk outside my house and just take a deep breath. And then <laughs> run back inside. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it is the, the one thing too, to, to nitpick on that too, is because they do play him off as being the slow lumbering character. But in that very first scene, like he literally jumps like 30 or 40 feet high from the under pass. I don't know what you call it. The ground to the overpass. And he lands on that mm-hmm. fucking police car. You're like, okay, well we know he's got some legit abilities, but yeah, the editing in that scene was fucking awful and in a lot of the scenes slow, it was slow and lumbering so he's basically boss tuna but uh, <laughs> i'm okay. quicker than you yeah. think you can ask your wife uh, i can do a lot in 30 uh, seconds yeah <clears throat> <laughs> well, damn man okay by the way say hi to ellie for me uh anyway well, uh, <laughs> i have anyway. I, I support y'all's lifestyle choice uh, we share. Yeah, all right, we yeah. share. I, I, I'm all about it, dude. I, Again, real, too, man. it's funny for because real. you have a lot of the umbrella guys. One thing too that after watching they're, this for the eighth terrible. time with a critical eye, they're terrible. Ninety-five degrees. Yeah, they're, they're terrible, <laughs> yeah. and they're wearing these like they're literally snowmobile helmets. They're not motorcycle helmets. Yes, they're like insulated snowmobile helmets, and you're like, isn't it like? Like I know it's dark out, but it's still got to be like ninety degrees, and they're like in all black. They're yeah. like a big, big one piece fucking ski the, suit. Like, dude, I'd be sweating like a priest at a little yeah. league game if I was wearing yeah. all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's yucky. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> um, still though, I'm gonna go back to what I said before about this being a comic book movie, and for me, when when it comes to a comic book movie, and I think about frame by frame by frame. This movie, honestly, it, it gives me everything that I want. It really does. It I, I think about flipping the pages of a comic book and then getting to the next page. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff in this that's not super realistic. And she's like running across the glass doing it. Some of it's just bullshit. I like I totally get that. But it's like that's not what I want. I want to be entertained and I want to be it have it be like a a comic booky, very I just like I'm getting to the end of the page and I can't wait to turn it and see what's next. And this movie does that. It like it yeah. totally does that. It's it's the Bam Pow slap quap like all that stuff. It it does it. I think honestly brilliantly. I think it does. So the 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 movie ends essentially with a pretty cool. So I I the one thing I will say that I do really appreciate with all the movies is I love how they all end on like a cliffhanger. It's like they knew that spoilers for me. Thank you. Well, yeah, kind of, yeah. Well, but I mean, I'm not going to really give spoilers. But they all, what, what I will say is that they all end with that big swing and dick saying, "We know there's going to be another one." So you have them escaping on a helicopter. The helicopter goes down. Everybody jets, and you're like, "Oh no, Alice is dead." Obviously, the helicopter oh. goes down because they blow up fucking Raccoon City with a nuke. Just yeah, gotta, I want to put that in there. They do That's that. EMP. That's EMP. They, they do. Yeah, they do blow it up with a nuclear bomb. And it's funny because you're like, at first, I, I feel like it's so realistic and how it would be because you guys earlier were talking about the, the gate and them shooting like, dude, that's that would happen. Like if, if there is a like a legitimate scare, but they, but, outbreak, but, like, but dude, boss tuna, but boss tuna, but they didn't. But they didn't remember they didn't kill anyone. Nope, I saw bodies falling. Well, I, I I thought I did, but I did not. No, you didn't. You didn't. They shot yeah, over. Their, they shot over their heads. It was a scare tactic. But anyway, percent. Anyways, Jorah Mormont shows up. He leaves uh, Daenerys <laughs> for for a hot minute, and he 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 hops on the ship away from Marine, and he goes and he grabs her, and he's like, 
we're going to put her into the Alice program or whatever. And you get that really cool scene at the end because she's already got abilities at this point. Mm -hmm. And dude, it's, 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 that's where, that's where my opening sign, uh, sign on, whatever you call that came in (laughs) Alice. And I know every, or I remember everything. Yeah. That that part was so badass. Yeah. And then when she's Mm -hmm. walking out in the fucking security guard and like, he's like bleeding from his eyes and stuff. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. They should have had an exploding head right here, and they did not, and it lost another half a point. Should have went scanners on that? Oh, a thousand percent, and they could have done it. It, It's a rated R movie. (laughs) So why the fuck didn't they think, hey, guys, let's have at least at least a squib blow up and have blood hit the wall, much less a whole head explosion. That would not be her character. they, but they were sneaking out though, so she that would killed have been, him. That would have been too much though. Which is weird because she could have killed the no, dude. Fuck that. Half the point lost. Well, but Another if she was that, point. if she was that powerful, she could have just went and killed everybody, and yeah. just it would have. They could have just walked out there. She might as well be. She's security. overpowered. Alice is overpowered. I I can't wait to see when she meets her match. Don't spoil well, it, but I can't wait. You know what? She's still fucking hot. She still has nipples that I want to hang my keys on. And yeah. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, I, you know what, I, her character is something that is so profound in this series, and it, 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 she never lets you down. She really never lets you down. I mean, and she does some things that are fucking stupid, and there's some weird flashbacks you get into, um, after, uh, fuck, what was it? After the third one, when we get into the fourth and the fifth one, and she has that like Susie homemaker shit. It's like it's still she's still just awesome. She's still just awesome. And Venom, would you? Oh yeah, Venom, would you think of uh, the 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 ending of this? Oh, I love it. Oh, absolutely loved Dude, it. Were you just pumped leaving the theater, just like fucking, just on a high? I was on a high more for the entire you know uh, presentation right. more than just the ending. But yeah, just the mere fact that after this movie. I saw, you know, I and most of the movie fans solidly know that this is now a franchise. This isn't just yes. going to be two or three movies. We're getting five or six of these fuckers. Yep. And I honestly thought we'd get like more side stories, you know, like a Jill side movie and a Carlos side movie, shit like that. But um, I, I yeah, I did leave the theater, especially like I said, with the disappointment of the first one for me walking out of the theater for the second one. Yeah, I, I had an ear to ear grin, man. So, so Tibu hasn't seen the third one, but you said the third one's your second favorite. Yes, Extinction. Yep. Okay. Or oh, that was your second favorite, Grindhouse. Yeah, that was him. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Just, oh, I'm sorry. just curious. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Tibu hasn't seen any other ones. Give me your ranking real quick, not to put you on the spot, but I'm I'm curious of your ranking, Mister Venom. Ooh, um, I'm gonna go two, four, one, five, final chapter. And, then- and unfortunately, three is my least favorite. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the Vegas one. And me being a hardcore poker player and going to Vegas at least four times a year, you'd think I'd fucking adore that movie. But um, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of a weird thing because, like I said, I walk out of the first one disappointed. I walk out of the second one all jazzed and you know ready for more. And then the third one comes in and. I maybe I just gave the franchise a little bit too much credit that they were just going to keep getting better and better and better. Sure. Um, the third one disappointed me a little bit. I, not to say that I I don't hate any Resident Evil movie. Okay. I, I love them all. Um, but you know the third one was a little disappointing for me. I just I the cliffhanger ending maybe started to wear on me a little bit by the third movie. 
Uh, I'm not always the biggest fan of cinematic cliffhangers, you know, because it's basically they're basically saying, oh, you know, you're you're going to you're just going to give us 20 more bucks, you know, in a couple of years. And we know right. you are. So, you know, fuck you. You don't need a, a real ending. Yeah. Um, but this one, even though, yes, they are setting up a franchise, you know, something much bigger than what we got in the first two movies. Um, I was still very satisfied with the second movie as a package, you know, as, as a standalone movie. I was still incredibly happy with it. Nice. So, yeah. Grindhouse, give us your uh, your your Resident Evil franchise ranking real quick. Uh, for me, it's easy. One, three, two, and then the rest. Um, okay. I, I, <laughs> going with, I, I think the reason I love, I like, I like three so much, I think is because we have our introductions to new characters. I think we have a very, very post-apocalyptic vibe to the whole thing. Whereas two is, two is more the, like the decline of things where three is shit's falling apart, which is like, for me, that's like my jam, like the, the apocalypse. That's absolutely my jam. You know, the rest of them are, uh, there's some stories that are sort of okay. And some stories are not sort of okay. Um, But I like three because the introduction of the new characters, I like, you know, having Kmart come in. I like just all the different, I, I like all that. It's, it's, sure. it's super, it's super fun. Um, Getting into four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, fifteen, whatever. Um, huh. There's definitely some awesome. There's some awesome scenes. Um, landing the plane in the building is awesome. Um, the swing coats. He's a fucking treasure. Absolutely, the swing from the cable. I I sorely like. I totally liked the. Um, I can't think of his name, but the character with the big huge hammer. Guy yes, the like, shower yeah. fight. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I so, fucking love so, the shower fight. That, yeah, that was so, the first 3D Resident Evil movie. And yes, I yeah. I was very jazzed walking out of the theater after that one. That that scene alone, you know, occupies space in my brain for the rest of my yes. life. I fucking love yeah. that scene. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, so for me, for the ones that I can watch and rewatch, I'm gonna go one, three, two. Yeah, Four, one, three, six. two, and and then the rest. Yeah, okay. That's what I'm gonna do. Well, we're going to hop into final thoughts and ratings. I, I'm i going to go first, then Tibu, and then uh, we'll go Grindhouse and, and uh, Venom. So I was really picking this movie apart. And, and again, you know, call me a, a, a sham of a reviewer and, and podcast host because I'm reviewing this one a little bit differently from the first because this one, the entertainment value on this one is ramped up. It's It's... It's it's really awful in a lot of ways. The delivery, the dialogue, the writing. There's some really cheesy fucking su- scenes. Really, it breaks its own rules in a handful of them. But after I I, I rewatched and read read after I watched the uh, commentary on it, where uh, Mila was saying that basically they sacrificed plot and story for action. I'm like, you know, they did. It's true. Um, but again, it's, it's just hard to envision this movie done differently. So as far as just being a fun action flick that really has no plot, I mean, ultimately you're, you're kind of moving the story along, but there's really no plot in resolution to this, this, this particular part of the story. It's like, how are we getting from point A to point B? It's like, we got to tell that raccoon city has, has been decimated. Let's do 90 minutes of it and you know we'll focus on the rest anyways really cool scenes i wish that there was more zombie interaction with it which we will get further in the franchise but you get some really cool characters lj is a fucking treasure i love him there's a lot of fun parts with this 
but again, some really wooden characters and acting. Overall, though, I did enjoy this. It is coming in lower than I would want, but I'm still going to give this an 8 out of 10 because of the entertainment value and a lot of nostalgia in this. As I said in the first review of the first one, I, I saw all of these in the theater and they hold a special plot. But there's a reason that Boss Tuna picked the Resident Evil franchise to review coming off the heels of the Romero Dead series and the Conjuring series, all right? I mean, I, I really do think that there's a lot to be... Again, I'm looking at this as a series as a whole, but yeah, 8 out of 10, Resident Evil Apocalypse. I'd highly recommend it because it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I went... Uh, again, first time watch, uh, I, I saw the original or the first Resident Evil film uh, back in the gap, Rewatched it for this review with my new um like i was speaking about earlier uh enlightened uh vantage point where the, sometimes these quote unquote bad movies or not so bad especially when you view them through the right the right lens watching resident evil apocalypse through the lens of fun and action and just having a great time very enjoyable movie um i'm still on the island with you, Boss Tuna. I, I enjoyed the action. I enjoy the performances, even Michelle Rodriguez's. Um, <laughs> no, she was from the first one. I'm just kidding. I just wanted to bring that in there because I was like, I was just like, yeah, I like Michelle. No, but in this movie, I thought all the over-the-top scenes worked. Um, yeah, Nemesis kind of bummed me out at the end, but I love where the character of Alice is going. I love that she's kind of OP. Right now, I know there's still like fucking 80 more films to go through, so I can't wait to see what what challenges she encounters. But uh, right now, I'm 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 digging this franchise. This next movie, it, it brings us along, right? So in the first movie, it's the virus breakout. It's underground lab. It's a con it, it's sort of a contained movie to a degree, like really, you got your outside house shit, whatever. But it's a contained film. This movie is also a contained film. You're in Raccoon City, the whole movie. That's where it's taking place. So I see that this franchise is taking us one step at a time. If it continues too cool, I don't know what it's going to do. But right now, parts one and two, it's like step by step taking you through the story. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm there for it. I like episodic shit. Phantasm, Scream uh friday the 13th evil dead i like i like episodic so let, let's go I'm, I'm with it as far as a rating goes it's losing a half a point because no one died during the um the getting shot at the beginning scene i thought it was dark and fucked up until i was told it wasn't so it's not so it's a seven and a half out of ten so it lost a half a point you son of, of a bitch grindhouse yeah so well, I, I think i saw people die uh, I I won't go back and rewatch it, um, not right now. But but I think I saw that, but I guess I didn't. So half a point lost because that really fucked me up when I saw it. I was like, man, that's like I could see that happening soon in America, uh, based on how shit's going. So I'm like, yeah, that could be that could be the thing. But yeah, so seven and a half could have been an eight, ain't ain't an eight, <laughs> Mr. Grindhouse zombie. Uh, okay. Well, so 
Resident Evil as a franchise. I mean, uh, get close to your mic. I'm using my good mic, you fuckwit. Okay, I know, but it's, you gotta face it. But well, it's supposed to get me like even when I'm upstairs and I fart, it's supposed to hear me. It don't. Um. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm trying to help. Uh, no, I know you are. Just shut up. Um. Oh, okay. Anyway, so <laughs> Resident Evil, uh, as far as zombie series go, my favorite of all time. I th- there's there's no getting past it. It's it is the it is the best zombie film series pretty much ever, except for the thing that you guys already know I'm going to say, so I'm not going to say it. This movie, I, I it feels like it feels like they took Die Hard and put it into zombies, which I love. Um, the action, um, as opposed to the first one where you've got a lot of um, sort of people trying to make decisions and people trying to figure things out. Um, this is not that movie. This is people just acting, just doing shit. You know, right from the get go, you have Oliveira just going out the side and just going whatever. And so it's a, this movie is all action. And, you know, I get what people say, like the plot's a little lacking. Like I get that. Um, but I also think that this is when the apocalypse starts. So I think from a plot standpoint, I'm very okay with that because I don't think there's a lot of plot when the world is falling apart. It's just the world's falling apart. Um, so I'm fine with that. Um, I hate to fucking mirror this fucking bearded dwarf that I so, so love. Uh, but this movie for me is also a seven and a half. That's, that's what it is. I, I love it. Um, Are my nipples as good as Mila's? Uh, um, <laughs> no, because I can't, I can't hang my keys on them. So no. Um, <laughs> uh, only one way to find out, bud. Uh, uh, yeah, no. bud. No, I, yeah, I, bud. I, I, I've been. I got something you can hang your keys on. I got something. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, well, I, well, I, well, I know that, and, and when I want that, I'll go take away misses. Okay. Anyway, I. <laughs> God I, damn. I think I think people have to cut this movie some slack, and I think they have to look at it from a perspective of. The first Resident Evil, the first one, is a cult classic. It's a cult classic now. It just is. Um, and this is the follow-up. And, and and yeah, you have to understand that there's going to be some trips and some hazards and whatever else. But it's also fantastic. I mean, as, as a follow-up, because mostly because it's the movie that took us through the apocalypse. That's what it did. It took us through society falling apart. And all the things that we would expect the people, quote unquote, in charge to do when the apocalypse starts. Um, getting on to the third movie, I mean, if, if you look at the third movie and you take that for what it, what it is contextually, it actually makes a lot of sense. So Ooh, no spoilers. No, no. But I, my point is, it's, it, it's not surprising that people find the second one maybe a little bit dull and maybe not like pushing the story as far as you want it. But the story was where it had to be, you know, in every step, it was where it had to be. Um, which for me is why I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to call it a seven and a half. I think I'm safe with that. And I will shut the fuck up. Hello, Mr. Venom. All right. Well, I mean, I've already kind of been, you know, sucking this movie's dick for the last couple of hours now, (laughs) as I've said, you know, this is my favorite of the franchise. It's, 
I feel like this is the entry where the franchise finds its identity. It knows that it solidly wants to be an action movie. It kind of abandons a lot of the horror tropes and I'm okay with that. I mean, if you're not going to, if you're not going to stick, you know, letter for letter to the original um, story told in the video games, I'm okay with going the action movie route. I, you know, I feel like that's going to, that's definitely going to bring in more of the crowds too. I think more of the, uh, the casual fans are going to be, you know, more attracted to this being more diehard than it is more, you know, Return of the Living Dead. So, as I said, I I adore this film. I I agree that it's just nonstop action. We don't have to worry. Part of the reason I like this is because they don't spend too much time with the story. Because I mean, don't forget, at this point, I've already been playing Resident Evil games for what eleven years. So, right, yeah, I, you know, people like me are already familiar with the story. I don't need any more. Um, so. I'm, I'm okay with most of the performances here, as I said, RJ. And I didn't actually make a comment that I wanted to make earlier that I feel like um, uh, little Angie Ashford is probably the best actor in this film. I thought she did a great job. She did. Uh, she was actually really memories. good. Yeah. Yeah. I loved her. I, you know, she's one of the only characters that doesn't make me cringe in this movie. Um, she's very believable you know, the English accent just, you know, it gives her that uh, all, that sense of uh, charisma and charm that I think that character needed. You know, she's instantly likable as soon as they find her in the school. So, yeah, absolutely adored her. Um, and like I said, just, you know, yeah, this movie is not great. It's not a cinematic masterpiece by any stretch. The, the people who have complaints about it, um, be it be with its storytelling, its acting, its dialogue. I, I'm going to agree with all that. I'm not going to disagree with it. Um, but ultimately it made me incredibly happy back in 2004. I pretty sure I watched it two or three times in the theater. I know I went back at least once. Um, I believe I may have seen it a third time by myself without Mrs. Venom, but uh, she's also a big fan of this one. We actually did rewatch this together for this. Uh, and yeah, we both had a great time. We actually rewatched the first two movies for this show. Just, I, I had a feeling that the first movie was going to come up. So I figured I'd refresh myself with that one. Nice. So I'm, yeah, I'm glad I did. And uh, but as far as my rating goes, admittedly, I'm going to be coming in high because, again, I, I'm I'm rating this movie as a fan. OK, this isn't Citizen Kane. This isn't The Godfather. I'm you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's a 10 out of 10 for filmmaking or for writing or anything like that. But when it comes to my personal enjoyment of this movie. This is the one I go to when I feel like watching a Resident Evil movie, any random Resident Evil movie. Nine times out of ten, this is the one that I'm going to go back to. Um, you know, despite finding Alice, you know, to be built like a 12 year old boy, I still love her. I love Mila. Absolutely. Yeah. And mind you, I'm not saying I'd kick her out of bed for being that thin, not by any stretch. Don't get me wrong. She's a gorgeous woman. I've already said that. Um, but, you know, even even with Sienna Guillory's maybe not so great line deliveries throughout the film, I thought she makes a great Jill. She carries herself well, much like the video game Jill Valentine. So I'm very OK with all of that. So ultimately, I'm going to come in with an 8.5 out of 10 on this one. Um, as I said, it's, it's easily the highest rated of the Resident Evil movies for me. And again, I am judging this as a fan. I'm, I'm, I'm going to fully admit I'm 100%. not being objective here. I'm not being objective. It's just that simple. You can't. You know, if I, yeah, exactly. When, when you love well, something this much, you can't be objective. It's kind of hard. Well, that, well, that's what I want to ask, though. And th this goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Are you not being objective to yourself? 
like you love it so it's it's objective to yourself like you love it so it of course so, every I film mean, is subjective but like i know i know i know i get it dude i get it godfather mm -hmm. i get it but but i'm saying Obviously. like or, or or 2001 a space odyssey i know i know but but when you love something more than and i'm only saying that because i'm in this whole other level or plane of existence in my own mind for my own experience in this life where I'm, where I'm consuming art and I'm watching these movies, all these movies, not just resident evil, a lot of movies where I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I'm, 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 I'm slow to learning this, but I'm learning it slowly. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, dude, the things you love, you just love them. And it doesn't matter if it's not adding up to everyone else's expectation, I know you're not placating to those people who would have an expectation by saying that, but it's just like objectively who gives a fuck who gives an actual fuck. If you love this movie, it's objectively to you a fucking good movie. So it's an eight and a half out of 10 for me. It's a seven and a half because grindhouse fucked my life up. And he was like, no, nope, they didn't die. <laughs> So it would have been an eight. It, I would have been, I'd have been, I'd have been close to you, but no. All jokes aside, my rating, my rating actually was a seven and a half before even coming in here. Uh, so I fell short of that nine. That nine from the first movie, oof. So I'm scared, Tuna. I'm a little scared when it comes to the next ones because I'm like, how far off the island am I gonna go eventually? Like, where am I going? It's the summer under the umbrella, and I feel like I'm sitting oh. under. I'm, I'm, I'm perched. Under the umbrella on the island, yep. comfortably right now. The Sipping shade is in my face. My ties. I'm, I'm drinking can't. my tropical beer hug, bear hug, and, you and to, I'm, I'm you have wondering. To, but, but you have to, Travis. You have to reset your mind for the next one. You have to reset your mind. Well, you know I can. No, I know. I know you can. But you have to reset your mind for being in a completely different place. Um, yeah. With with Resident Evil, the first one, you are in a confined facility. Mm -hmm. There's some people that are doing some bad things and whatever else. For the second one, the bad things have gotten out. Okay. Yeah. For the third one, the bad things have taken over the world. So okay. you have to you have to reset your brain for like a different scale, right? It's just I there's a piece of me that I have two distinct opinions as I think this, the third one, you will either love it, like love it, love it, or you will fucking hate it. I kind of agree with that. Actually. I really but do. I, I really I, do. I don't want to so, give anything away, but I really think either. that the third one's going to like redefine how you look at the rest of the series. Well, and, and, and moreover, almost like zombie movies, like completely. Right. I mean, cause it's the third one is our like tent pole in the sand zombie movies i mean it, it it it's really what like resets the whole thing so i'm i'm curious to see yeah. what Travis thinks of that because it's all right so we got boss tuna coming in at an eight tibu 7.5 grindhouse 7.5 mr venom 8.5 that is the summer under the umbrella joe blow horseshoe review of the resident evil franchise second installment of resident evil apocalypse I, i'm in my happy place right now I got I got some good buddies here talking about one of my all-time favorite franchise. Very very grateful for you guys to join us for the third time, Mr. Venom, and we'll be seeing you again if not sooner next summer. But Mr. Grindhouse, I do have to say congratulations 
because Tibu kind of ruined a pre-show talking about it, but I was going to say congratulations on your next podcast adventure, becoming the co-host of Handle with Scare. So why don't you tell our uh, fans and listeners of oh. your 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 <laughs> next adventure? So Grindhouse Zombie, as, as all of you guys know, is, is the co-host of, of the nightclub. He's been on Joe Blow a handful of times. But what else you got going on, buddy? Well, it's 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 never the next adventure. It's just like another adventure, right? Um, and for Handle with Scare, it was kind of a battlefield promotion. Um, so for Handle with Scare, the other previous co-host um just had other things that they had going on. So they had to they had to they had to kind of pop out. And um, so I offered to show up for this one thing, and then it was like, hey, welcome, new co-host. And it was like, oh. Okay, so here we are. Um, no, handle with scare. Handle with scare is honestly, it's it's fun. Um, they deal with uh, phobias basically. So every month there's a new phobia, and then they watch movies and and kind of talk about those movies based on whatever phobia that is. Um, this month it happens to be Fear of the Moon. So obviously we're talking about werewolf movies. Um, super fun. We did uh the Halloween already. <clears throat> We have um, to record Dog Soldiers coming up, and then we'll have Silver Bullet after that. Um, honestly, just just fun stuff. It's a it's a fun app. That's really what it is for me. It's a fun app. So, oh, um, I will I, say, after listening to the Howling episode, they go deep into it, like really deep. They bring up a lot of fucking cool shit when it comes to lore, werewolf movies. Like like I listened back to the Howling episode, and I was like, God damn, hell yeah. They they did a great fucking job, and I love that movie too. By the way, that's probably my favorite werewolf movie as well. Also, Silver Bullet is in there, so I can't wait for the Silver Bullet review. Oh, Nostalgia is a hell of a thing. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Stephen King, you can't. It's a hell of a thing, whether it's yeah, Resident yeah. Evil or the old school movies you grew up with. So, yes. all right, make yes. sure you guys check out Grindhouse on the Nightclub and his new show, Handle with Scare. Our listeners are already very well-versed and familiar with Mr. Venom, but recap your shows. Tell us about any new episodes or projects or anything you have uh, coming out. Most of the stuff that I'm doing now involves uh, No More Room in Hell as a family. So most of them are No More Room in Hell presents shows. Obviously, there's the main show, No More Room in Hell. That's, you know, monthly, bi-monthly. That's the main show where we kind of go over you know everything that we that we watched over the last few weeks and that's where we try to dig deep um with you know horror reviews like if you're looking for a review of nightmare on elm street or friday the 13th night uh no more room in hell is not the podcast for you but if you're looking for a review of executive panda that's the show for you my friend and yes that's a real movie <laughs> fucking executive panda is a spectacular horror film yes anyway uh, so uh, yeah you can check that one out on the um dark discussions podcast network uh the next show is going to be the weekly show no more room in hell presents fresh cuts where we look at the newest genre releases our latest episode looks at a new shutter film that dropped a week ago today called brooklyn 45 starring larry fessenden um spoiler alert i loved it but you know uh my co-host may have differing opinions on that one so check that out that's a weekly show you'll get a new episode every tuesday um, and after that, you've got No More Room in Hell presents Creature Comforts. That is a, a kind of one of the newer shows that I'm on, a creature, uh, obviously a creature feature podcast. Our latest episode there is uh, episode 17, where we looked at 2016's The Monster. 
Uh, and that was our Mother's Day episode. That was our May episode. That one's a monthly podcast, so you're only going to get one episode a month out of that one. And then the last one I'll talk about is No More Room in Hell presents the Crystal Lake Gift Shop. And that show is actually an episode-by-episode retrospective of the Friday the 13th TV series from 1987 to 1990. Something that is a major guilty pleasure for me. Uh, Objectively, not the greatest episodes. It's down there with like Freddy's Nightmares and some of those other (laughs) uh, terrible 90s television series. Um, but it's something that, you know, I, I, it, I hold it close to my heart. Our latest episode there is episode three, where of course we look at episode three of the Friday the 13th series. I believe that episode was called a quiver in time and, you know, just various guest spots throughout the dark discussions, podcast network, cuts of the chase, things like that. Some stuff on Legion podcast too. And, um, I'm hoping to resurrect our Kaiju podcast. Last time I was here, I may have mentioned underwater Kaiju from outer space, um, kind of befell a terrible fate. Yeah. You know, um, one of the main hosts of that show, you know, had some major life issues happen. So that show hasn't been recorded in a while, but we are speaking and it's looking like sooner than later that show should return. Um, that one obviously is all kaiju. So, you know, you're going to be looking at all Godzilla, Gamera, you know, um, it's, it's, um, uh, what the hell is that guy? Uh, Ultraman. Thank you. Uh, Ultraman, just shit like that. So, <laughs> you know, definitely a fun show. You know, we don't take our, we don't take our kaiju movies too incredibly seriously. We're not, not going to be breaking them down psychologically by any stretch. Something that you might hear me do more on fresh cuts or no more room in hell, but Fingers crossed that that one will be back. And that's pretty much it for me. I've, I've definitely toned down the amount of podcasts that I do. I started a new job last year in the solar industry. So that's taken up a lot of my time. No complaints, by the way. I love the fucking job. But uh, yeah, the podcasting nice. had to kind of take a little bit of a backseat. So I'm just doing those four main shows now. And then I take all guest spots as they're offered to me. I am still a podcasting whore. I'm just a little bit more of an expensive whore now. So that's all. You're right. You're right. Well, I mean, we're going to have to really up our Patreon subscription here to get you on next oh. year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm a but, cheap date, man. But but I love, uh, I, I love spoiler that. Spoiler alert, the said co-host you're talking about may be on for Resident Evil Extinction. I'm just saying. So, yeah. yeah, that's what I hear. I'd be a fly in the wall for that one. Yeah. Just, so how in the background just like <laughs> but uh do I, I I really want to I love it. I I love doing this. This is I me mean, this and our end of the year episodes are my favorite. I, I love having you back on again and our guests. So I'm very grateful that you joined us again. And like I said, I mean, as soon as you said yes to the very first one, you're you're like hook line and sinker. I'm like, I'm stocking you. You're gonna be on all of these. We're gonna be old and gray, or I mean maybe more gray. Well, yeah, yeah. So, no, we'll we'll let you know what the next one is. Tibu is going to be picking the next summer franchise. So, and it's I already have it fucking picked. That's the fucking fun part. And I'm going to do the same fucking thing to you, Boss Tuna, that you did to me. I'm going to wait and wait and wait until you. I'm going to fucking, bruh, edging, bro, edging, edging. Also, (laughs) you didn't. You didn't ask me yet, but I'm gonna pimp myself for a second, cause well, you I'll be doing well. Well, I mean, I'm part of the, I'm part of the Joe Blow, but I, I'm not may, there yet. But just go ahead. <laughs> maybe the listeners don't know. Uh, yeah, me and Grindhouse do a podcast also called the Nightclub, 
with a buddy of ours, Ricky Prejean, the witchy Cajun. That's some Chuddle the Pause shit right there. Another dope podcast, horror podcast. Get get on that shit too. But um, we recently partnered with um, Cabin in the Woods Film Fest. It's their inaugural um, festival. Yeah. It's a boutique horror film fest that is going to be hosting their film festival at a dark cabin in the deep in the woods in the Pacific Northwest. And you could purchase tickets right now at uh, cabininthewoods.com, filmfest.com. And, um, dude, I think that's going to be a fucking dope thing. Like, they, they are they – are, they, this is what I love about doing this shit. It's it's number one, it's talking to people like Mr. Venom. Like like folks that we don't get to talk to every day, but it's horror fans and nerds like us that love this shit. And that's why I love doing this so much. Boss Tuna, being on Joe Blow has opened me up to fucking meeting so many fucking awesome people like Duncan, Mr. Venom, Jay of the Dead. I'm saving you. I'm saving the best for last. Don't don't you wait. Don't you worry. <laughs> that's my co-host over there. So that's my boy, and I love him with all my heart. Yeah, Grindhouse motherfucking zombie. We started this whole thing off. What well, when we started our original summer series ended with Grindhouse, who was listening to the show, and he was so fucking knowledgeable, and he came on and he fucking nailed it, man. And I was like, after doing a few episodes with him, Joe Blow and Nightclub, I'm like, I got to fucking nab this guy. So we got him on the nightclub and we got that boy and he's been pimping, pimping hard for the nightclub. He made our shirts. So thank you, Grindhouse, for that. <laughs> so we're doing fun things nice. and we're we're going to be doing many more fun things over here, too, at the Joe Blow Horror Show. Y'all get ready because it's coming. Sum- summer under the umbrella ain't the only motherfucking thing because it's coming. Right. I got I got I got things in the works that you don't even know about, Tuna. Oh, all right, all right. Speaking of edging, I want to say thank you, Tibu, as always. You don't really have a choice. But especially love, to our special I... guests, Mr. Grindhouse Zombie and Mr. Venom. Love having you guys on and stay tuned because we're gonna be hitting you up again here. I mean, I know it's it's we're in the middle of the summer, but we got stuff in the works here. So, Mr. Venom, thank you again for coming on. Very grateful to have you on. We love having you on. So make sure you guys check out their stuff. Some very good content out there. Handle will scare and all of Mr. Venom stuff. You're on my podcast feed. I check you guys out all the time. So with that, awesome. stay tuned. The Summer Under the Umbrella is going to return with Resident Evil Extinction. Stay tuned for not one, but two special guests again that so just to recap boss tuna eight out of ten tibu seven and a half grandhouse zombie seven and a half mr venom eight and a half coming in at the highest how dare you come in with a higher rating than this guy <laughs> who fucking chose this series but i love it i had no idea this wasn't planned that you love this movie anyways thanks a lot for listening and with that any final words any of you three want to leave our listeners yeah if you're going to fucking crash a church party, do it with a motorcycle through a, a fucking pane glass window. <laughs> yeah. Without any cuts or anything. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. All right, folks with that, I hope it was as good for you as it was for Mr. Venom and Mr. Zombie. It Boom. I feel a little unsatisfied, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keep <Hebrew's> fault. <laughs> 
That's incredible. Is it good for you? <laughs> I've had better. 